Hey guys, welcome back or welcome to Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast. Um, uh, you might have noticed some new music there at the beginning. Um, kind of rebranding, refocusing the podcast a little bit, having a lot of fun with that. My friend Nick Filth helped me out with that. If you want to know more about Nick, check out episode three of this podcast. Uh, nice, long, epic episode. Um, so if you are so inclined, please reach out. Let me know how it's going. You can reach me, uh, at email, um, wouldn't it be cool podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram. It wouldn't it be cool. Facebook. Wouldn't it be cool. Um, and please just let me know how it's going. Ask me any questions. Give me some thoughts. And, uh, I don't know if you know anyone that you think would be a cool guest. I'd like to hear that too. Um, got some good ones lined up for sure, uh, that I'm excited about. So episode 19 with, uh, Erica Wilson, AKA Brick-a-Brac on Facebook, AKA release the Brick-a-Bracken on Instagram. Oh, geez. What to say about Erica? Um, been following her on Facebook for a little while. She's an actress. She's a good writer. Funny. Um, she is a, uh, hard on your sleeve, tell it like it is person, which I think is really cool. Um, and that's been fun to watch and interact with on Facebook, but this was really fun to get to sit down with her for a while and have a nice long conversation and, um, talk about all sorts of things. We covered pretty much the spectrum, life, love, work, passion, death, politics. Um, it was cool. I, I definitely had a good time and I think you will enjoy it as well. Um, yeah, that's it. Sit back and enjoy the show. Peace. Now. I see why when now when now we're on oh oh hello (laughs) (laughs) it's just you know what i'm done talking to you i've i've been hanging out with you for a while now i have nothing more to say to you all right and now we're live yeah now we're now we're doing it yeah oh my god all right thanks for coming everybody yeah thanks bye see ya peace (laughs) we should probably give a little uh backstory to the fact that i have been hanging out with you for a little while well, yes, we went to the Book and Bar. Yes. Which was a cool spot. Yeah, we It was cool. Against my will, I had to guzzle my glass of red wine. Like, <laughs> you had to chug your wine. I don't want to do it, Chris. Stop making me drink my red wine so fast. Because <laughs> apparently it wasn't the right uh, place. Yeah, a little quiet, little... No table. No table. Where we were. Yeah. We weren't going to do it holding our microphones. 
And uh, so then we walked over here to um, lovely, where are we are? Coat of arms. Coat of arms. <laughs> it's, good, it's good that uh, you know where you are. It's always a good place to start. Yeah. One of the conversations we had, too, was about memory. Black <laughs> <laughs> thereof. Where are we again? Um, and now yeah, I'm on so my second on. drink, so this is yep. uh, good because um, I'm not responsible whatsoever for what comes out of my mouth. Not that I ever am. Right. Professional. No. I blame everyone else around me for anything I ever say that's wrong. <laughs> All right. It's a good way Your to bartender, be. bartender, specifically. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, well, I'm only on my first. Well, Make it snappy, Chris. And, yeah, yeah, catch up with you. <laughs> and then we have, uh, we do have food coming. So we do. that'll be an interesting new, nice. new element to the podcast. A I'm nice addition. I like to think. Are we going to interview the, hungry. the food? We will, yeah. <laughs> okay. By then it might be talking to me. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> hello, chicken pita pocket. What do you have to say? <laughs> All right, don't so eat me. <laughs> don't eat me. That's right, because Chris is a vegan. That is exactly what my entire platter is going to say to me, and then you're going to make me cry. I never did anything to you. Well, maybe it did. Maybe. Maybe it I don't did. Think so. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about this later. I thought you might lettuce. <laughs> hey, they had a really nice they vegan did. salad. You're lucky. Where, yeah, the English pub had one choice. <laughs> Although you know what the the uh, the. Uh, the encouraging sign was they were out of their other vegan option. Very encouraging. So either that means they it was encouraging they sold out or it was disappointing because they made hardly any because they're like, no one's going to buy this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they made a serving and the chef ate it. Uh, typically, I think that their their specials do well. So I don't know. Yeah. I was surprised to see that it was a he, – he didn't know if it was actually pure That's true. vegan. That's uh, true. Maybe I'm thinking around this time the interview should get interesting. Because? <laughs> But I'm here, right? so I don't know the chances of that are nil. All right. What? Are you you ready? You said you were thinking of me on your walks through the yonder. Yes. And I was going to start with something like that. Okay. Oh, wait. My notes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. The notes make me so nervous. Not really. Um, Yeah. Second podcast ever with notes, which is also why I brought my glasses. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to start with a concept. Okay. Talk about a concept. Yes. And, uh, it, it starts a little bit of a story. Mm-hmm. It's a story about me and what's going on. And then I wanted your input actually. Oh. I was going to value your, your sort of take on it. Okay. And then I was going to, uh, I was going to talk about, um, a couple of the, uh, the, the, um, I, I'm, they're, they're sort of tools for life. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything from relationships, specifically mostly, but also I was as I was actually driving, I was like, oh, actually, this sort of relates to Erica in um, acting, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. So <clears throat> the, um, the the sort of story is, and I'm not going to go into like the whole. It's like kind of a long, and the details aren't really too crucial. But um, my daughter and I right now we're in like this crazy fight. And I, I have not talked to her or seen her in over a month. Oh, my gosh. Because we had, like, this blowout. And which is, for one thing, it's really very odd for us. Like, we've been very, very tight and close and, um, like, best friends. And then we had a fight. And so now we have this blowout. But preceding the, the fight was um, probably, um, I don't know, like... 
three or four months of tension. Mm-hmm. Like tension just developed. You just you knew something. Something was, was up. Pressure was growing. It was yeah. about to blow. You didn't know. Yeah, when. yeah, about right. to blow. It's perfect. Right. And we were, and we didn't like. We just weren't communicating the same way, and and it kind of had a little bit of an altercation. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Like a event where she wasn't responding to texts and stuff, and I yeah. kind of texted her and was like, you know, look. It's just like rude, you know what I mean? We kind of had that little yeah. text exchange. It's just rude. Like if I invite you to dinner, I'm not looking for a yes. I'm looking for a yes or no. Right, just answer me. Just answer like, me. Like you don't have to explain, just right. uh, and answer that was, me. And that was kind of the, the crux of that. I got a little ranty and I sent her this thing and mm-hmm. she just got like, what the fuck's your problem? Right. End of it, hanging out, all good. So then, but then we had this like fucking like blowout. And yeah. I mean blowout. Like I was screaming yeah. at her. And she was screaming back. If you're going to do it, go big. I, and I did. And I was like Good. swearing and just screaming and being right. like, who the fuck do you think you are? And blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And this behavior is pathetic. And, you know, like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I approve of the swears. I'm not saying everyone should, but, you know, me. Yeah, same. And I can't help it. But, <laughs> uh, but so, so, yeah, again, the, the, the details don't matter. Okay. Right. Right. And not that I'm. And they never really do, actually. Yeah. Good point. So, in the heat of it, it, it starts, and so that you know, the, the kind of premise though is is that she just reacted poorly. And, you know, as an adult, as mm-hmm. a parent, as someone who has fifty, almost two years of experience in life, I deemed her reaction to what happened inappropriate. Okay. And and offensive. And really rude and disrespectful, and so, and I, I, you know, and at the moment, I, in hindsight, I did take a deep breath, but apparently, I took the deep breath and didn't use the deep breath. Okay. So I took a deep breath and I just kind of was like, "Wow, this is really like I, I, you know, like I can't. This is really bad." And I, and it, and and I kind of came to this head where I was like, "This needs to be addressed. It needs to not be swept under the rug," Mm -hmm. because. It's just how I want a parent. It's like, I don't want my kid to be this kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who's like reacts like that. Like it was like spoiled and it was bratty and, and, and this kind of stuff. And so my reaction was I fucking blew up. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you gotta be like, this is your reaction to you not getting your way. Like, and I'm like really angry. And she just, re- and she retaliates with anger mm-hmm. and retaliates with, you know, like shut up. And, you know, like I was like, this behavior is pathetic. And she's like, you're pathetic. And, and, and things like that. It's also the age appropriate and it was argument appropriate. So anyway. Yeah. So my, the thing that I wanted to introduce, like I wanted to talk to you about it as a concept, which I became aware of by listening to someone recently, um, was the, he introduced the physical thing that happens when you feel tension and when you feel conflict happening now. Mm-hmm. So you and I were about to fight and you feel it and you know whether it's, and, and for me, it's either like, you know, I, I, I view you as an intuitive person too. So like intuitively, we already know what's happening. Mm-hmm. We know this is going down. There and, is no stopping it, kind of. Yeah, kind of. and and so and you feel it too, like and so like and he he literally said says you're he's a doctor, so he said your temperature elevates. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And if you're if you really pay attention, you will feel your body warm, 
And so that is a tool, right? Mm -hmm. So if you, so now you're having this like this conflict and you know a conflict's coming. And so now you feel your body temperature rise. You might feel your heart rhythm Mm -hmm. change, uh, various things. And so now you know conflict is coming. And so that is an opportunity to go. I was going to say, somewhere in there you have a choice. Right, There's a moment. Exactly. There is a moment. And so now the other tool is, so one tool is recognizing and having the ability to kind of um, take advantage of recognizing that. And then the other tool is, um, depending on who you're dealing with, not necessarily, mm-hmm. is I guess in my case where it's like I'm dealing with like my kid and a kid, right? Um, I have the opportunity to um, be in control. And I don't say that in like I need control sort of way. I just say that in like instead of, well, being in control of myself for one thing. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. I can recognize those things, I can be in control of the situation. I can control myself and then I can use my, he worded it like I can, it, let's say you're my person, mm-hmm. you're Bella. I can toggle your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. I can, I can, because I know you and because I know if I take the time to know where you're coming from, um, I can, I can toggle the emotions. I can like play with the emotions and I can steer the outcome based on how I react with the emotions and the history. Well, I mean, yes, you can steer it to a certain extent, um, but of course you can only steer your half of it. And, but your, your input really does influence the other person. Yeah. Well, what you, what were you, what, why did I come to mind with this? Uh, I was, I just, well, because um, just as a, I thought it'd be interesting to hear your take on the, on the, the, the concept of, of, um, of, uh, of, of taking that breath yeah. and, and getting a hold of that moment. Because in hindsight, it's a I, good topic. In, in hindsight, I did know, you know what I mean? Like I looked back when I heard him talking, cause I listened to two of these podcasts today and, and, and both those concepts came, I attached them to this situation. Um, both concepts, two different podcasts, same situation, right? And, and what, I, what it made me realize is like, oh, yeah, what I didn't do is I didn't take the moment to recognize and step back and say, something's going on with her. And it could be anything from big to little. It could be as simple as age appropriate. She's a 17-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. It could be appropriate. She's just driving me away. She's driving her parent away. She's, you know, she's gaining her independence she's trying to take a hold of it or it could be i've had people say things to me and i and i've thought about it like it could be the fact that i was just recently remarried and and my wife has three daughters yeah so i have four new girls in my life it's a lot of change and but and also but is it a lot of territory for you is it a lot of territory being stepped on Oh, like for Her territory. It, well, okay. So this is a newly introduced to me, so I can only have so much to say about this. But um, I would say that with any situation in general, that there's so much more going on below the surface than we know. You know, we can look at something and we think we know, but really we're just looking at the tip of the iceberg. 
And sometimes the reason people react to situations has absolutely nothing to do with what's in front of them. Um, but what you're saying is like a really valid thing. I mean, there's, that's a lot of change. It's a lot of change in your life, and then that's a lot of change in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, not knowing what else, what other things cause the tension between you and your daughter. I, I guess details don't matter, but you know. Well, what I don't know what caused the tension. That's that's the thing. That 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 was an interesting part of it. Is I don't I don't the the months prior I don't know what caused the tension. I have to say that I do agree with you as far as the not sweeping anything under the rug because that's one of the ways I live my life. Uh, I have a, a very open, honest approach to life that kind of uh, throws people sometimes, mm-hmm. um, makes them uncomfortable, but I think in the end comfortable because uh, they're not used to it. But like when when you say to yourself, "I'm not going to let this slide. We need to deal with this. Mm-hmm. We need to deal with it now." Now, necessarily how you dealt with it, I don't. You know, I can't say right or wrong but you know what the fact the fact of the matter is you didn't just let it slide I think it's much better to in my opinion I think it's much better um, to show emotion whether that emotion is anger versus showing none like a silent treatment kind of just Mm. switch off yeah because nothing gets accomplished accomplished. there's a release or there's not and of course none of us are perfect there's always that moment where you can choose how am I going to handle this but only to a certain extent. Like if you didn't go into that argument knowing you were going to have it, or you're thinking I'm going to talk about this and it could go this way, you weren't prepared to to deal with it calmly. Let's just say, mm. you know, ooh, food, food, food. Mm. And I didn't. Um... Thanks, man. Thank you. And I didn't. The the big in hindsight for me was that I wished I had. I wish I had said. She is young. There has been something going on between us for months. And my and and only take ownership of my reaction. My reaction was exacerbated because of all the tension. And all the tension what had the same kind of like uh, uh smack to me. You know, it was that sort of like you know, it was just like rude, like just rude behavior. Like when you don't respond to my text, you're being rude. When you, that night that we had that fight, you know, something didn't go her way and she responded really rude. She responded of just like, you know, it's like your fault and I'm just pissed off and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, it, we, it was my money, both of our time, two nights in a row. And, you know, and of course, as a, as like a Irish Catholic parent, I attach a lot of stuff to it. Like, you know how much shit I do for you? You know, like, you know what, here's the thing though, like tension may have built because maybe those little things weren't addressed as they came up. Right. You know, that's, that's, and I mean, Mm, we can look at it a macroscopic or microscopic way. And in my life, I very much so try to deal with things literally as they come at me. And some people will go, Erica, Jesus, you're always at some sort of state of alert. Mm. I mean, I'm just making that up, but I'm just, you know, you could see me that way because as soon as like the smallest thing comes, like one text, one text where the person was rude, I'm going to be like, you were just rude. Mm. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, whereas other people will just swallow that down, bottle it up and let it happen again, let it happen again and let it happen again. And then you get to the point where you are Mount Vesuvius and you flip out. And the thing is, I find that it's much easier to deal with things as they come. And, you know, so, yes, it's great you were dealing with it. You're like, listen, let's talk about this. But you may have gotten to the point where you're talking about it after many times where maybe you should have put your foot down and said, this is rude. You know what I mean? I'm not, no, I'm not, and I'm not blaming you for the outcome. I'm just saying that, you know, 
I also think that this is a great learning experience. I mean, I know you haven't spoken for a month, so most people would look at that and say Long that's not class. that's not good. But I really, honestly, I've said this before, um, and I am not I am not some sort of life guru, but I have been through a lot of shit, and I have thought a lot about life and why it gives us the things that it does. And I truly feel like we are given lessons over and over and over again until we learn them. Mm. And so I always try to give some sort of positive spin no matter what, what it is. So this time that you're having away... It's a good... That's also a good point, You're growing too. and you're learning and um, you're thinking. It's also very much in line with where I am in, in terms of like my <clears throat> spiritual, mental growth. There's a lot of... There's been a lot of sort of practicing uh, patience, practicing mindfulness, compassion, giving everyone their room and space you know to be them and that that was the big thing it's like that sort of in hindsight at that argument like I should have been a little more patient with giving her her space to just be a kid really basically well we're not perfect yeah you know and there's probably a lot of things that she's hopefully thinking oh gee maybe I could have done this maybe I could have maybe not because she's younger but you never know yeah but so, I think you're in a good place. Push forward. Mm, that's what Aiden said. That's what my son said. Keep Push mov- forward. He said, keep, keep moving. Keep moving forward. Keep moving. You know what? In this life, I feel that uh, we may not always know where we're going, but we got to keep moving. And that is something that I'm struggling with. <laughs> Speaking of that, what, oh, what's that in your salad? I think that's cheese. Uh-oh. I think that you may have gotten some cheese on your vegan salad. I think it's like blue cheese. Why would they do that? That's kind of strange. Unless it's vegan cheese. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't. You mentioned that you were a vegan. <laughs> I'll double check. Uh, so, what do you think of that? As a, um, what do you think of that? It's definitely blue cheese. I've tasted it before. Sorry about that, man. Sorry. <laughs> it's because they saw I'm me at the table. They said she's going to eat that. For yeah, exactly. Him. <laughs> she looks hungry. I'll, I'm always I'll serve hungry. Her two meals. I, I call myself a trash panda. <laughs> the only reason I'm not like hundreds of pounds overweight is because I stop myself. <laughs> Half the battle. Literally, I mean, I literally, I can eat more than any, like most people. That's not normal. Uh, what do you think of that as a um, those concepts? That's a good acting tool, don't you think? Um, I think everything is a good acting tool. For me personally, <clears throat> I would say the most tragic moments of my life have been the best acting tools. Mm. Death, um, struggle, sacrifice, anything like that is always a, a, a place, you know. And this is the thing, as an actor, um, some people don't like method acting, depends on how you put method acting, whether you're actually, you know, uh, putting yourself in the position of your character um, daily, constantly, or if method acting, mean, like for me, I sometimes will be in a scene and I'll think about something Hmm. really sad that maybe I don't want to think about. Like, I don't want to go there, but I'm going to for my character to get their realistic reaction. And I've done that before, and it's been very, very painful. I bet. Um, I have, and it, it, yeah. And I didn't want to. And, you know, I think just like (laughs) with life's tragedies and stuff, it just mounts all all these moments that are really emotional for you. Um, They just give you more fodder as an actor. They give you more ability to go to that moment. For a moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And hopefully have it be over. But I remember the last, the last film that I was doing, I knew I was going to think about the death of my dog. 
Mm-hmm. And when I wanted to conjure some sort of tears and just like this, cause um, someone in front of me was dying and um, film is pretty tough because as soon as you think you're going to, you know, action. Oh, wait, the lights. And then they, like, they stop. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. How many times am I going to put myself into this hell? Yeah, exactly. You know? Push that one um, tear back up. Oh, God. It was so awful. And we took a picture of me right after I got up. Uh, you know, like, my director took a picture of me. And I looked wrecked, man. I was wrecked. I was wrecked. But I did it. I did it for the role, and it was it was it was worth it. But I think all these things I mean, that we go through in life, whether you're an actor or not, they they're just beautiful experiences. The, the way that I try to live my life, um, and I have reasons for the way that I've developed this way of thinking, um, but is just that everything happens for a reason. Or or if somebody thinks that's too frou frou hippie, um, then there is a reason in everything. You can find a reason right. in everything. Right. You know, that's our ability to find the beauty in every day. You can find a reason for everything. And that has seriously changed my life. Or find an opportunity in Whatever. everything, right? Well, the opportunity is the reason, you know, like, yeah. you know, you've, you everything. I mean, there's very, there's small moments where, I mean, I'm not perfect. I, I, I forget and I fall off track. But for the most part, what has saved me the last few years has just been, immediately redirecting my path of least resistance to thinking like that there's a reason for why this is going on. Whether it's a relationship that is just making me struggle and I'm mm. wondering what, when, you know, what the hell am I doing? Well, I'm learning. It's making me think things I've never thought before. It's making me feel things I've never thought before. It's making me dig deeper than I've ever needed to dig before. Like your situation with your daughter. You're having to think things, do things. You're talking now to me about it. You never would have. And, um... And also, like, you know, arguments and stuff, maybe silent treatment between the two of you. Not that that's what it is, but the silence makes you appreciate when there is a good time. You know, I have, I have a strong belief that you, you can't know the sweet without the sour. Hmm. And so, well, that's just, that's just life. And I just, I think that if you're a good person and you have good intentions, in the end, I just think that it's going to work out. And I know you, you do, hmm. and I'm sure that the daughter you raised does. And I'm sure it's going to be fine. You know, you just got to look at it that way. It's going to mm-hmm. be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be better than it was before. What do they have? The J- Japanese, is it? They, 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 if something breaks, they fill it, the cracks with gold. And it, uh, oh, it's, it, then that. it's more even more beautiful. I don't know if I have the right culture, but... Um, That's a good one, It's though. like a bone, you know? It, it, it heals yeah. itself. And yeah, maybe it's, quote, imperfect, but it's stronger than it was before. I, mm. I just feel like all these road bumps lead to uh, a more epic adventure. We stared back to this story, but um, one more thought on it, and we'll get off it, um, that, I, that occurred to me today is that uh, if I recall correctly, my mother and I went through a, a very similar thing at just about Bella's exact age. Yeah. You know, my mother and I just had like this falling out, but it was also, it was like different time, you know, like the fact that we didn't communicate much was sort of more normal just because I didn't have, a, you know, we didn't have cell phones on us and, um, but we got in, you know, we just had kind of a falling out and didn't talk for a while and I was just like out of the house and all mm-hmm. you know I, I literally have no memory of what it was all about but I, the, the reason I remember it was because I remember running into her in this um, summer town uh, Rockport in mm-hmm. Rockport where I um, we would summer there and I was there with my friends and she happened to be there with her friends and we ran into each other 
and it was like that sort of like awkward. Awkward. <laughs> it was weird that you're it was, my mom. You're yeah. my son. Yeah, we're and, not speaking. Yeah, now and we have we to. Are, <laughs> and, right and, it, and it also just made it like like dissipate. It like just was like gone. Like it sort of never happened. And I I I am more more than confident that this is just going to be oh, yeah. a growing experience. You know, that's the thing. While it's happening, it sucks complete ass. <laughs> you know, but it's a, a. I always find that the more crap you go through with people, and it's actually proven psychologically that it strengthens your relationships. Mm. If you're able to get through something, which you will, this is like obvious. You know, father and daughter. Mm. You know. And at this age, it's not like something massively horrid has happened um, that it will strengthen because it, it's, it's just it's just true. The more you can go through it because then you can look back and go, oh, remember that time? Oh, my God. But we made it. Just any relationship. And how you fight is very important, actually. Of course, you said that you didn't really feel like you liked how you fought, but that's maybe a, a topic to think about because in relationships, fighting is not. Um, a negative fighting you know I don't like that idea people say oh you fight blah 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 yeah I do yeah. fuck yourself I'm a human you know tensions rise things happen but it's how you fight mm. that really matters in a relationship and maybe if you don't like the way you did then think about that and yeah. change it for the next time yeah well that's what I'm doing right now I personally not that you did this I don't know what you did I don't like passive aggressive people. Right. Um, and I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm one of them. I am the worst. Like I have a, I have a history that I won't go into, but I have a history where I am a beast at fighting. Mm. Like I am not, I don't, I wouldn't less necessarily say I like conflict. Although I kind of sometimes do, to be honest. But um, if it's, if it matters, if it's a person that I really care about, I very much so try to just tie myself back and get the ego out of it and get all the, the winning, the idea of winning out of it mm. and just calm down because I'm very, very good at getting in your face. I'm very good at passive aggressive. I'm very good at swearing. <laughs> I'm very good at making everything um, sound like I'm right. Yeah. And I'm very aware of this. Yeah. So, um, but I think conflict's a good thing if you can do it appropriately. This florist drink is hitting me, so I hope I'm making a lot of sense right now. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, well, um, let's hear a little bit about you. No. And your beginning. My beginning? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Can yeah. we, are we going back to sperm? And I was the fastest Just swimmer. after that. I was the, oh, okay. Because um, really, technically, I was the fastest. I'm just saying, like, if you ever feel bad about life, you can go, wow, I made it out of those millions. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, it was half of me, but still, I did it. I did win once. I, <laughs> I was a winner once. I'm, now I never need to win again. Um, my beginnings, wow. Uh, are, you, are you a Portsmouth, like, born? No. Okay. No, so I'll, I'll, I'll do it in a nutshell. I was um, born in Massachusetts, and I was <gasps> raised in Worcester. Worcester. And my mom was Worcester. Yeah, I used to have a really bad accent, too. I, I can't really I'm do Newton. it now. But I, grew Newton. Up in, I grew up in Newton. Wow, look at us. Newton. Look at us. We're twins. Fucking <laughs> like uh, twins guy. Twinsies. Yeah, I'm in the backyard, ma. I'm going to play ball, all right? Yeah. Nussa. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, and my mom, was, my mom was actually pregnant with me up in York, Maine. 
because that's where we summered every summer. Mm-hmm. We had a, we still have a house um, that was in the ho- the family for over a hundred years. Um, so we would summer in York, and then so anyway, she had to rush back to Massachusetts to have me, and then I, I went to school in Massachusetts until um, junior high, and then my, um, I'm the last of six. And all five of them graduated from Northbridge High in Massachusetts. And then I was the only one that we then, you know, came up uh, north to York. And I went to York High School. Oh. Graduated in York. So it's kind of funny. because, And then I went to UNH for college. So people will ask me where I'm from. And I find it no actually England. pretty... Uh, thank you. That's what mm. I usually say. Because I find it pretty difficult to, excuse me, to feel like... Um, like, I, I, I know where I want to say I'm from. Yeah. I mean, now, obviously, I very much so love Portsmouth, and I claim, you know, I love New Hampshire, but I'm definitely also a maniac and a masshole. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's at this point in my life, I'm almost like one third each place. So. Right on. <laughs> I'm half and half at this point. Wait, half and uh, half? A little more mass. A little more mass. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I 20 thought. 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> 20, more, 20 years, New Hampshire. I have. Still don't love it, though. Um, you still don't love New Hampshire? No. Well, I'm sorry that this is, uh, this is over. And I'm going <laughs> to leave you here. Mm-hmm. What? I New Hampshire's just, amazing. Yeah. It's all right. What, you don't... <laughs> there's too many farms where they slaughter animals. Oh, no, yeah, I'm just no. joking. I'm just no, joking. there's... there's, there's uh, I'm just a city... Oh, I see. You're t- it's too rural for yeah, you. Yeah. Ah. Well, I, you know, I, that's a that's a um a valid reason. Yeah. But it's New Hampshire. Hello. <laughs> that's like going to Antarctica and be like, there's just not a lot of people here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Like I, I like, like the ice. The ice is nice, and then the polar bears, like whatever, they're cool and stuff. You know, they don't eat me, but you know, um, it's fine. But it's not a lot of people. Yeah, I know it's Antarctica. How you doing? <laughs> Hi, how you doing? So I think that's kind of on your back. Um, oh, the, <laughs> that was not you ignoring me, but he was ordering a drink. Um, I had something I was going to talk to you about. Yep. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Because I, I, I thought about it on my walk here. All right. Um, because I have um, been struggling. Um, presumably you wanted to... Sp- I don't know why you wanted to speak to me, actually. Me neither. Uh, we'll we'll <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> either i was I thought like, we'd just find it <laughs> but no i have um many artistic interests and and i i've i've been finding if you were interested in knowing mm-hmm. that i feel like i've hit a plateau recently mm. um because i've done a lot in the last six years because six years is pretty much the beginning of my artistic really? life as i know it really? yeah six years yeah so let me just slow down a little bit mm-hmm. what, what did you go to college for i went to college for english Okay. Because you do describe drama. yourself as a writer. Yes. Interesting. I'm a wordsmith. I am a, yeah. I am, I don't know what I am, but, um, <laughs> well, without getting too deep into it, I had like a previous, like, you know, and I mentioned this a lot and I know people that know me know about this, but I had a previous life, I kind of call it, um, where I got into a relationship that wasn't healthy. Mm. It was very long. Um, At what age? 18. Hmm. And it went into my thirties and, um, wow. Yeah, so yeah, so, that's pretty intense. And I don't and I don't mean to linger on that, but I have but to bring it, it up because it's also a big chunk of your life. Meaning very much not so. even like time wise, like eighteen to thirty. Thirty one, actually, and so then those are like big years. And then after that, you know, because it was it was um, not not good. It was mm. abusive, 
And so then um, there's a lot of healing and there's a lot of weird stuff that goes along with that. And especially when, you know, when it when when a, a relationship like that ends, it doesn't really end. You mm-hmm. know, it lingers mm-hmm. and it stays. And so anyhow. Can I um, ask you a question? Yeah. Because you'll get back to this. What? You'll Meaning you have a good, I, I can break your train of thought and you'll get back to where okay. you were. I think, right? <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, I'm having this florist gin drink. We can never know what's going to happen. Dancing naked. Do you, oh. <laughs> do you find that you, um, in that long relationship, did you did you miss, did you mourn mourning? Did you miss mourning? Did I miss mourning? Yeah. I don't know what you mean. Meaning, like you said, you, you held on to it for a long time. It, like when it's just over, it's not necessarily over because you mourn the loss of the relationship. Oh, gosh. Okay. And did you go through a, like a long process where you observed your mourning? And then did you, <clears throat> did you ever go through a period where you missed your mourning? No. Okay, so... <laughs> All right, I guess we are going to talk about this. Um, and I think it's, it's a valid thing to talk about. It's just that when my life comes up, this, and it is an yeah. important thing, and people that know me well are like, uh, really? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm being denigra- I'm denigrating myself with the fact that maybe people go, really? We're going to talk about this again? No, no. Um, they probably don't think that. But, um, you know, yeah, it's a 13th span of something that wasn't supposed to be, and did I learn a lot from it? And were there some good times, of course? But um, I didn't... Um, as far as Miss Morning, like this, this relationship, let's put it this way, should have ended. It was supposed to end. It wasn't going to be who I am. Um, and this is one of the things that makes me say, we are given the lessons we need to learn until we fucking learn them. Mm. Because oftentimes for me, I mean, I'm fine and I'm, I'm fine now for the most part. But for a very long time, I had to ask myself, did it really need to be that long? <laughs> did it really need to be 13 years? Could I not learn my lesson in maybe five, maybe two, ten? Really? Apparently not. Yeah. This is the thing. We go through what we need to go through yeah. until we're done. And so, um, but as far as like missing your mourning period, like I don't really know if I necessarily mourned that. It was supposed to end. It mm. was like, I, I knew it was supposed to end. And of course I had my breakup stuff, but it was interesting because when it hit me that I, you know, this is what's supposed to end. It was the other person coming back, trying to bring me back into mm. it. And I had to fight against that and pull myself A classic. out. A classic, yes, mm. you know, oh, you're not going away, and yes, I am, and, and then that was just cognitive dissonance and just really destructive and awful and horrible. But this, this leads me to the key of what a lot of people will say about me is that I'm very, like, outspoken and that, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, the fearless or whatever, but the fact is that that period of my life, yes, as much as it sucked and as much as I wonder what I could have been, the only reason I'm the woman sitting across from you now is because it happened. Mm. Would it be great if I could be her and rewind, you know, and go back to 18? That would be great. But at 18, I wasn't who you're looking at. Mm. The only reason I'm who you're looking at is because that happened. And because at the end of the 13 years, I said, fuck this shit. It's never happening again. Right. You gained a power. You I did. Yeah. And so the fact is, like, I can't, I, you know, for a long time, I struggled with that. And I wondered, you know, oh my God, all that time wasted. Who could I have been and where could I have gone? I didn't have the ball sack to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the gusto to do it. Um, and, and so anyways, that leads me to where, I'm, where I was actually saying to you before is that I'm at a plateau now because who I am and what I've done and all the things I've, I feel really proud, other than graduating college, that I, you know, that I feel really proud of accomplishing have happened in the last five to six years. Mm. I came to Portsmouth and I found another life and I reinvented myself and all the things I ever wanted to be that I didn't believe I could be because someone else told me I couldn't. 
and then I told myself I couldn't, um, I, I became. And before I knew it, one thing happened and another thing happened. And I said, oh, gee, I'd always love to be in that show. And then I was, mm. you know, and I, um, I came to Portsmouth and like, you know, there'd be live shows that were giving tours of the city. And I'd go on one and think, man, that'd be awesome if I could be that. Well, and then I was. And wow, it'd be great if I could make money at art. And then I did. Mm. And so it's like uh, I try to not take that for granted. But sometimes I feel like what's next? Where am I going? And I have to kind of, I think we all have to remind ourselves how far we've come. Yeah. And then that only lasts so long and you kind of just, at least for me, I speak for me, like I have this existential kind of pulling dread constantly that's just, it's amazing because it pulls me forward, but it also kind of keeps me back too. It's kind of an ironic thing. It's like I feel this weight on my shoulders every single day, mm. to be honest with you, nowadays. I, I feel it and I question constantly and... If someone else were in my brain, they'd probably be like, "My God, stop thinking, woman!" But <laughs> it's what it what's it's it's what gets me going. Ironically, you know, it's what yeah. tires me out too, though. That's the thing, yeah. and I think a lot of artists probably struggle with that. But um, I'm at this point where I have so many interests, and I just don't know which direction I'm gonna go. Okay, and he and he like looks at me with this like I get it. Okay, th- so this leads me to something I was really wanting to talk to you about. Yeah. All right, so we met at the Book and Bar originally, yep. and uh, it was kind of funny that we did meet there because that was where I had one of my first meetups for my film society. Oh, cool. So, I had gotten this book car- called um, the um, the War of Art. So there's the Art of War, mm. the famous Art of War. Yeah, right it's on. called The War of Art. I by never heard of it. That's cool. By Stephen Pressfield. I highly recommend it. You have to get it. Um, I, actually, I was looking for my copy earlier, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And that was bothering me because I, I actually read the whole thing, did the whole notes in the side, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyways, um, it's an amazing book by this guy who basically, it's, it's, it's geared towards artists of all kinds. You know, whether you build furniture or whatever your passion is, you write, you sing, you dance. And it's basically uh, a tough love, straightforward, why are you not doing what you want to do? What's stopping you? And frankly, I need to read this book again right now because I feel hurdles in my way and those hurdles are made out of me. (laughs) I am in my own fucking way and I know it. I know it. And I have so many people say, do this, do that, do this, do that. And I, I, I can't quite... I, I can't quite understand why, like, I'm, I'm always that person that says, you know, burn the four walls down and just step outside the lines, you know, color outside the lines with a crayon and then fucking eat the crayons. You know what I mean? And yet, right now, I feel like I'm in my own way. Mm. And this book is just geared towards that person to say, this is why you're not doing it. And um, it, was, it was years ago, three years ago, I was reading the book and on the very first page... Now, you said, don't talk about politics. Ah, I said the word. Oh, it's so dirty. Okay, the only reason I said, so now that's all we're going to do. Yeah, done. <laughs> done. No, I, I, read it because I, I, I said that because, oh, God, that the drink is really, really settling in right now. I'm sorry, folks. I hope I'm making some sort of sense. Um, the first page of the book, I think, it mentions Hitler, mm. of all people. Very interesting for the political climate we're in now. Um, and it says something about Hitler and says, you know, um, 
how much of a, a of a dictator he was and how crazy he was and how good he was at his speeches and rallying people for these atrocities. And they basically said, you know, it was easier for Hitler to start World War II than it was to paint on a canvas. Yeah. And, and now that may be really dramatic, whether that's true or not, because he loved painting. That was his first love, apparently. But whether it's dramatic or not, it smacked me in the face. I was like, oh, my God. Like, did this, mm. you know, in a weird way, did this person just, like, couldn't even do their art? So they just became this, they took all their energy mm. and became this monster. And so anyways, that, that hit me. And then right after that, there was a sentence that said, and I bet you're not any closer to doing your art than you were before you read this sentence. Mm. And I remember reading that sentence and being like, well, screw you, Stephen yeah, Pressfield. Like, I literally, I read it, and the, it just hit me. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want him to be right. And I put the book down. And at that time, I was thinking about my film society yeah. and creating one, and I hadn't done it yet. Put the book down. I opened my computer. I created it, and I made a meetup. And the first meetup was on the war of art. Mm. That book. And we had it at Book and Bar. And I just, I wanted to start my film society with a discussion among artists and, and lovers of film about what's in their way. Hmm. And that's just a, a, a fascinating topic. Oh my God, it's, uh, it's endless. It really is. Because yeah. everybody is in their own way for one reason or another. And um, um, I'm going to... I'm going to uh, risk uh, putting words into your mouth but, or, putting, uh, or making assumptions, I think, is a better. Um, but I feel it's, it's in, based on what I've been sort of thinking about and, and listening to and learning, um, you're in a unique situation where I was just listening. I, I'm aware of this concept, and I, and I believe it, and I think it a lot, and, and I happen to be listening to a conversation today that talked about it. And it was, um, t in order to make a change, you need to be, let's say you want to make a change, mm -hmm. you need to be in a certain level of pain to make that change. If you don't reach your... I agree. If you don't reach your, you know, your limit, then you're, ne you're never, you're never going to be um, prompted, motivated enough to make the change if the change has any sort of like risk or yeah um, you know. it's kind of a sad concept though but I, I do agree because I've I always and many people have heard me say this that um, pain is the cracking of a shell mm -hmm. to the next level yeah. for yourself yeah. you know and it I do believe that you have to you have to get to this um, point of angst and just frustration yeah. you know and that might pain. be that might be your pain but but, but it, an interesting like uh, thought that I'm having now regarding you is that are you being a, a single woman that has you know like you have a job and you just have your you're responsible for yourself so it's an interesting life at this age yeah I know, I know. especially with circling around me having everybody um either has been married or is just in a relationship yeah. or is married, has children. Um, that's another layer, yeah. uh, personal layer for right, me that right, I've been right, right, questioning. Right, exactly. Which it's a I new guess, layer. Yeah, but the, and that, that can add to your risk. So what I was sort of getting at is 
is that while you let's let's suggest that you're in your level of pain where you want to make that change. I'm very close. Well, see, my life is actually really good. But this what's is the, the problem. Risk? What is your what's the risk? <clears throat> what do you mean? What's the risk? What what are you risking by? What oh, do you by th- changing. What do, you, what do you, let me let me rephrase or go a different way. What what do you think you would have to do to attain what you're battling attaining? Um. Do you know? I'm not so sure that I completely understand what you're saying, but um. So you're you're saying you're in your head. You're like you know I I have all. All right. One thing I'm hearing is that you need to decide something. I need to decide something, but I okay. So I have one answer, but I don't know if it's exactly mm. what you're what you're going for. Um, and this is kind of an interesting answer. My life is quite nice, and I think it's a problem actually. Um, I think uh, my apartment that I live in is is in a great location, mm-hmm. and um, it's within my means of affording, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. I have wonderful friends. Like that's one of the parts of my, my I call new life, you know, mm-hmm. is that before that, you know, um, I didn't really, ha- I didn't have the support, the system. I was more segregated and um, maybe even told people didn't really like me, whatever. So now I have um, this just completely different life where I love where I live. I have this great system of people. I have a wonderful community. Um, the job that I work at is the best one that I've ever had with a boss that, that is like a friend who respects me. It's easy. Mm. Um, that exact concept came up in the conversation so that's a, that's I was listening to today. Like when you're too comfortable, I'm very that's comfortable. like one of the biggest enemies yeah. to making change. And... Um, it is. It has been a sticking point for me because um, because I have to ask myself what I want, and that's a very complicated question. And I I have wanted multiple things in my life. One of the things I always wanted after going through that horrible beginning with the that relationship and stuff is I wanted to feel loved, and I wanted to feel accepted, and I wanted to feel part of something mm-hmm. of a community with friends and all that stuff. And I do now. Of course, I feel not as challenged, but that's my own fault. Um, so what I, my, my, I guess the, the fears that I would be facing is the risk, the challenge, you know, there is that, Mm. that I, so if I were to up and move, say, and go to LA for whatever reason, whatever I think I can accomplish out there or go to New York or, or, or whatever I might want to do, um, to see how much further I can go with my writing or how much further I can go with my acting, um, what you know you just wonder what am i giving up am i giving up this stability uh this this great easy life that's that's what bothers me i mean cuz i actually do love new hampshire i'm not a big city girl i love um i preferably there's i mean i'm not a big astrological person but i am a gemini and uh, it's kind of ironic cuz there's two very split sides to me mm-hmm. you know there's a very glamorous side and i want to be in the movies flash bang boom you know known by everybody and then there's a part of me that would just love living on a farm, wearing shit kickers, mm. you know? And so I, I, I think that for me, I fear giving up this amazing ease mm. that I finally, that was so hard fought for and won. And, and I just ask myself, well, what can you do with what you have? And can- or, and, I, and I, I like where you're going. Yeah. And I... And there's nothing wrong with one of the places you're going. Um, but what's, what's to say that you couldn't develop exactly what you have anywhere you went? Exactly true. Right? That's also true. But 
I mean, I definitely think you need to know what you want in order to get it. Yeah. And I don't really know that I know what I want, and it drives me nuts every single day. Oh, I don't know. Um, and, you know, I have a certain amount of persona uh, people see. You know, it's just funny because people, I love the people who really know me because it's just, it's really comfortable and comforting. There's a lot of people who don't really know me, but they absolutely, like, seemingly adore me mm-hmm. for however much they can. Um, and what I think they like about me is the, the grit and the ability to say, I don't give a shit. Because I really don't. You know, I developed that, that ability to say, I'm going to say what I want to say. Um, and I, I know those people love that part of me. But in the, at the end of the day, what matters is what do I think of me? What do I, what do I want? What do I think I'm capable of? Because those people, friends and, and, and you know, associates alike, they, they will come at me and say, you know, you could just do this. You could own Boston. You could do all these things. Ah, I love myself, and I think I'm very, very able. Mm. But for whatever reason, those hurdles I was talking to you about before, there's a hurdle. There is something distinctly in my way, and I know it. And it's dry, and this is the first time I've ever talked and any any a great number of people is going to hear about it apparently, but that, that I'm very aware of it, and I don't quite know what it is. I feel like I could achieve so many more things, but why am I not doing it? So when you when we were at the book and bar, yes, you started to say something, and you said fear of failure, and then you're like, oh, I'm not going to talk about it because we're going to talk about it later because I have a thought on this, <laughs> and and so and and I was thinking about that and. And it's a it's a huge conversation in especially in an artist world. But then there's also the like, how much have you thought about the fear of success? Uh, that's an interesting concept. Um, I personally think um, I I will say two things. One is for me personally, fear of success is way bigger in my life, and the other is I think that it's a big thing for more people than fear of failure. And I think I I either think people aren't willing to admit that, and or they haven't stopped to recognize that. Because fear of fit. Let me just like yeah, yeah. one one thought. Um, the fear of failure. Just to kind of like elaborate on it a little bit. Just that concept of fear of failure. I'm like imagine like what that is. That's interesting. You know, it's like fear of fear. Of, I'm sorry, success. Fear of success is like it's that. You know, for you. I'm just. I'll just. I'll just paint a picture for you. Right. You, you're gonna, you're like you. You know you have talent. You've done it. You've done some stuff, and you just have this dream, and it's eating away at you. And you're like, I could move to New York. I could move to L.A. I picture you in New York, by the way, more than L.A. But um, New York, and and I, I could do this. And I, you know, so, you know, I know people believe in me, and so, so I'm gonna do it. So what is the the fear of failure is obvious. The fear of success is you take that leap of faith. You move to New York and you do it and you start, you go on an interview and then someone says, you got the part and it's like a huge role in this fucking like Netflix bomb, like blockbuster. Yeah. And you're like, oh fuck, now I got to deliver. See, I don't have that fear. I don't, I don't have that fear. I think this is such an interesting thing because I haven't really vocalized this. Um, I think... God, you know, it's so hard to vocalize. I do have those things. You know, I think... I See, I don't have a fear of failure, I don't think. I don't either. And I, I don't think I less. have a fear of success yeah. either. I think for me... Um, how do I put this into words? 
I never have. I very rarely have a hard time putting anything <laughs> into words. I love my words. Yeah. Um, you could try putting it in. Fe- okay, liquid. feeling like this. <laughs> Fe- <laughs> more no, drinks, no, please. No, no, uh, more drinks. Uh, I need. I need a water at least because I'm not yeah, going to be right. able to keep eating fries and speaking yeah. um, like a normal person. Wow, I'm not normal. Um, okay, so I feel like. Um, Fear of success, oh, fear of failure. I was just on the thing. I was. I had it. I had you it. You said you don't have the fear of uh, success. No, I don't. Um, but I had. It had what I wanted to say, and then I lost it because of the York, gym. I really did. New York. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yep. Uh, it has always been that I felt that the 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 thing I wanted, like acting, and then who I am, did not align in the way to achieve it. Oh. It did I not like um, yeah. so. It has always and, and I suppose maybe for some people it didn't for them either. And then maybe they just got like catapulted and somehow fell into it, or they wanted the dream of the acting or the art more than than the than the lifestyle they wanted. Mm. But let's put it this way: I like my lifestyle of like I'm very. Um, I mean, I suppose I can't necessarily describe myself, but if you were ask me, I like the I like feeling wholesome and I like feeling true and genuine. Mm. I like um, honesty. I like uh, and so all of those kinds of adjectives have never felt like they went along with um, the industry. Oh. And when I was in my early not the craft, not the craft, right, not right. the craft, but the industry, yeah. you know. And yeah. so that's why you know I, I like. Um, plays and just local things because you do get that you get to have you get to exercise your craft and still kind of be down home now this could be an excuse but i do remember when i was in my early 20s and i went to new york to visit my sister i was actually discovered on the subway by a photographer and i went to like you know the l studios and and ford and modeling and all that and i had some pictures taken and stuff and it was a cool experience and i could have continued to to pursue it and there was a part of me, I'm also I was way too young, you know, I, for, for me, I was not a, a street smart 20 something year old. Some people might be, but I was not. But there was always this feeling of being taken advantage of and people were trying to get something from you, whether and they were. to sleep with you or whatever. And I didn't like that. I did not like that feeling. I was incredibly thin too, like really thin. And I remember being told, you need to lose at least 10 pounds, you know. Mm. And the way that that made me feel and awful, and that always stuck with me. And then, you know, of course, so anyways, my life went the way that it did. And when it came back around, yes, I wanted to do my art. But more than anything, I just wanted to um, find myself and find my soul mm. and find who I was genuinely. And now finally I'm here and I'm 38 and I love my craft and I want to do more art. But I'm at this crossroads of, well, who am I now? And, 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 and is that what I really want to do? Yeah. It's a really hard place to be. Preaching to the choir. Because I haven't done anything else, you know? You. Like, I could have gone to... I actually got um, accepted to graduate school. Yeah. And then, uh, anyways, that's a long story there, but I, I left. But I went for journalism. That would have been amazing. I would have loved that, actually, now. Yeah. And not that I think you're looking for me to give you any kind of answer, but, like... I am, Chris. Like, at the end of this, I need you to tell me what to do, or else I'm going to punch you here. in the face. It's here. It's, I mean, it's. I mean, I went through the same. Like when I was in my early twenties, I modeled a little bit, and I didn't like the industry either. I was just like, it's "Yeah, awful. this is weird. It's, it's really awkward, awful. and it's like silly." And I liked the. I in when I was doing it, I got introduced to photography, and I started taking pictures, and I was like, "Ooh, this is." I like being on the other side of the camera. I like being the artist, not mm-hmm. the canvas. You know, 
And um, and so th- that just made me sort of think, like, you know, why don't you just fucking be a writer? Why don't you write? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I am really good at writing. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, the best, whatever. I mean, we're all different. I do enjoy it. you are. You are good, and you are good at telling a story. And whether you're good at writing, a, you know, like a movie, who knows? Like, who knows? Like, there's, you know, you develop a team, et cetera. You know, like, there's ways to get your art done and your, your product out there. Here's my thing, okay? I know myself. When I want something, I want it, and I go for it, and I go hell or high water. Mm. I jump through hoops, and I get, I get it. And mm. what's bothering me is that... I must not want something right now and I'm trying to be okay mm. with that or something. I don't really quite understand what it is because for instance, I had an opportunity to go to Italy a couple of years ago to work at a film studio. And when I was given that opportunity, I took it, I seized it, I made it happen. And I had to sell a bunch of stuff. I had to rearrange my life. I had to leave a job in an apartment. I had to leave my dog who was my son. Mm. Now he's no longer with us. Um, but uh, I, I, I did the hoop jumping. And it was because it was something I wanted. And so I know how it feels when I want something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's driving me a little crazy yeah. is that if I wanted something, it's going to happen. Yeah, you've got all these little things teasing you. Yeah. These little things being like, oh, how about me? Yeah. How about me? How about me? And you're, and you're entertaining all those little yeah. things. But none of them are just being like, it's me. Right, because, I mean, this is the thing I, I see, you know... Stories on other artists, Madonna, Taylor Swift, you know, whatever, Britney Spears, you name it. You know, you hear those, the stories or whatever. And maybe some of them fall into it sort of or their parents help them or whatever. But there's some people who know what they want and they go for it and they do it. I am one of those people because I've done it before. And like I said, I know how it feels. So it kind of drives me crazy when I don't like I'm it's like I'm waiting to figure out exactly what that passion niche is. I mean, because I have all of this energy and I haven't figured out where to gear it. Mm. We were talking about Anthony Bourdain earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, a travel show kind of thing, like you know, like a like a what's it called? Not like not a character, but you know, personality kind of mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. a talk show or whatever. Mm. Now, that would be something totally up my alley because you're not because you're also entertaining, but you're also using your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like a combination. Yeah, that would be something amazing. So, but that is uh, conceptually that's an idea. That's an idea, exactly. Yeah, and then you got to go for it and figure it out. But yeah, you know, and I'm then, just lost. I know. I'm just a I, lost soul. It's so funny. We are like the same. Like, but so many of us are fucking day. I know. I know. It's true. I mean, just a lot of people don't admit it. Yeah. Or don't even like think about it. They don't. They just Which wake up and they go to their to insurance job or whatever. And I'm not dogging them, but I'm just saying like I have this. So I have so much existential angst. Angst. My, like like the average person would be like, Jesus Christ, chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah. No, I'm not going to chill the fuck out. I'm not going to because you know what? That's what what happens when you chill that yeah. chill out is you stay on the hamster wheel of mediocrity for for forever in a day. You know, and, there, and I can't. That's not who I am. Hamster wheel of mediocrity? That was part of a poem that I wrote once. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I have a a woman in existential angst on YouTube. You can find it. I actually wrote it one night, and then I was drinking out of a bottle of wine, and then I rehearsed it to the camera. One take wonder, baby. (laughs) One take wonder. It was amazing. One one and done. It was my one and done, and (laughs) I was my prose. But yeah, it was just talking about... About that feeling of just... It's my worst nightmare. Day to day, every single day. It's my um, worst nightmare. 
Yeah. Well, it's everybody's worst nightmare, you no, know? Like no, to, it isn't. Well, maybe, no, That's oh, the you're problem. Right, you're right. That's you're right. Problem. You caught me. That, yeah. that, well, you know, and is it a problem? Everybody's made differently and everybody yeah, no, wants yeah, different things. Point. But, yeah, um, and, I'm, and you were saying I'm 38 and I don't have a family. Well, and that's where I was going to kind of go a little bit. You're going to talk about my dead eggs. That's personal. fine. That's no, fine. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about how you hate eggs earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just rub it in, Chris. dead eggs. <laughs> I just, you know, I. I can't I, believe this is a podcast. People are going to listen to it. Like, <laughs> it's already off. <laughs> you and I are just talking, and people have already signed off. What the fuck am I listening to? Like, this is so freaking boring. Why am I even here? I thought she was going to be funny. I'm not at work yet. Um, no, I mean it's it's an in, it's an interesting concept, but I I can't, and I'll I'll bring my personal world into it too. It's like. The battle that you and I are both, we're both like literally the same fucking place. Like, I think so many people it's 24/7. are. 24 7. And, yeah. But I think that um, I was thinking about today actually, because the guy that I was listening to was talking about like his wife and the support system. And, and for you being where you are and having all those thoughts all the time and, and that kind of like that uncertainty, I guess, might be a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's exciting though too yeah no 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 uh, yeah, sort yeah, yeah, of yeah. you know um, but also the, the the concept of attaching to making it making it a decision like making a decision attaching it to a decision you also might have you might be battling with I want part of my life like I'm an artist yeah and I want to make art and I want to figure out what that art is and I want to go at it with a passion but I also want like someone with me. Thank you. Uh, well, what I was going to say was just interesting. As you said, I'm struggling with the same things. And it's kind of funny that you say that because mm. I'm looking at you and you're married yeah. recently. So you have this, you know, stabilizing, assuming, presumably, uh, love in your life. Yeah. And you have kids. And so, or right. a kid. I have two, yeah. Two kids. And she has three. And so, see, this is a funny we, a funny thing. It's not that we all want what we don't have, but maybe we think, oh, well, if I had that, maybe I wouldn't feel so lost or whatever. Well, here's, and, that's an interesting, so here so I am. And so this is interesting. Here you are, and you're married, you, and I don't have, I don't yeah. have that aspect, yeah. and I don't have children. So there's sometimes I float around going, my God, what do you have? Now, someone mm-hmm. would say you have freedom. Now, not that you don't have freedom, but you know what I'm saying. Like you have people that you're responsible to and for in many ways, and you asked for that, and so that's great. That's and fine. I like it, and you like it, and yeah. and that's great, and that's fine. Whereas I don't, and so a lot of people would say, "My God, Erica, you're a ship at sea with any direction to go in." Yeah, the world's your oyster. But that's like, the thing. Sometimes when the world's your oyster, you're yeah. like, ah, yeah. I don't I've want an there. oyster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I've been know there. I mean, like go. I was, I was older than you, without you know leah like in between yeah. in between marriages and i was the same sort of not knowing what the fuck i wanted to do and you know and it's you know you know it's not easy i'm the greatest single woman in the world i'm so good at it <laughs> i'm totally fine with like i mean i wouldn't say i'm totally fine with it but i i don't i'm not the person that goes around no. No. i mean i don't yeah. need someone but if you stop and think about it as an as an element to all the other stuff you're going through. Ideally, having a partner that understood me and that raised me to a different level. You. Supported me and it would maybe, I mean, and, and I don't think anyone can give you anything. No. Right? You have, to, you have to supply it for yourself, provide it for yourself. But ideally, if I were to say that one thing I knew I wanted, I don't necessarily know what career I would want to go towards or where I necessarily need to live, blah, blah, blah. 
Would I like to have that life partner that understood me that just kind of clicked like a best mm. friend that, you know, okay, everything makes sense. Like, I don't need to do anything. I can live in a cardboard box on the side of the road as long mm. as you're here with mm. me. We'll figure it out. Mm. Yes. Mm. You know, yes. And, and obviously with how spiritual I sometimes come off, like I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual mm. and I'm, you know, I think about the world and, you know, just encompassing views, philosophy and psychology. I would love to have someone that mind melded with me to share that with. Mm. So, yeah, there's that. But that is not easy to find. That's not something that you just walk around the corner and find. It isn't something you find. It's something that happens. This is true. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and I mean, it's not to say that I don't. It's not to say, ooh, revealing moments <laughs> with Erica. Uh, it's not to say that that's not something that I have not found. Uh, there's a possibility of that out there, but yeah. <laughs> but life is sometimes uh, strangely cruel yeah. and, and odd in and, um, right. and the way it brings things about. Yeah. Things are not necessarily easy. No. And that's where I'm going to leave that. Nor should, <laughs> nor, nor should they be, though. Well, that's true. You know what? I like that. Nor yeah. should they be. I mean, but yeah. Some, some challenges are, you know, I believe if you want something, you'll make it happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean it's fine. It's um, geography. Geography has a lot to do with it. Geography. Uh, okay, this, that's another <laughs> hint, isn't it? <laughs> no, uh, not at all. Uh huh. No, but yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a hard thing to figure out too. Whether whether you feel like you have that mind meld person if you're never around them. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Right on. <laughs> Here we are going. Oh God. <laughs> What topic have we broached? Is there a Mr. Brack? <laughs> Are you Mr. Brack? And that's funny. We're bringing that up because someone said something like Mr. Brack. And I was like, Mr.? Yeah. yeah. And I actually thought the other day, I was like, if I had a boyfriend, if I had a boyfriend, uh-huh. would he be termed Mr. Brack? Would he have to change his last name? Because I'm not on, changing my last name. Only on Facebook. Only on Facebook? <laughs> Oh, God, are we Facebook official? Mr. and Mrs. Brack. Brack. <laughs> no, hyphen, whatever his name is. Hyphen Brack. No, they, 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 does he get a name? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm not like that at all. It's just a joke. That's my shtick. Yeah. No, actually, and this is the this is the big thing for me in a relationship is that I cannot, like, I, I, I have many, I have had many suitors interested in myself. Uh, not to give myself a pat on the back, but I'm just saying, but but I, I cannot... I need to have an equal. Mm. That is another thing that I personally struggle with is finding someone that I feel is an equal. And it has nothing to do with obviously like, mm. you know, materialism or anything like that. Cause I'm, you know, it's, it's a mental kind of just aura oh, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. It's a match period. It's, it's a match. It's yeah. A match, yeah. And, um, there's been people that have, uh, have, have pursued me and it's just, I can't have someone I can walk on. Because I have a tendency, like I think, like somewhere in my nature, uh, you know, I, that would be something I could do. Yeah, you smell fear. But I don't want that. Yeah. I smell fear. <laughs> but I don't want that. I want someone who will push oh, yeah. back. You know, okay. I need, I need, I need, um, yeah. I, and I need someone who can take it and who's, who can give it. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the day, uh, this is funny, conversation has gone this route, but, <laughs> but just the idea of unconditional, unconditional love is really important. Like oh, a person yeah. who's genuine. Who genuinely cares? Because I can't do any of that flighty bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You see it out there, man. Can't do it. No, no Can't way. do it, won't do it. Nope. <laughs> no way. Yeah, no, I definitely got lucky. Well, got, good for I you. Got, I got very lucky. Asshole. <laughs> you fucker. Yeah. Rub it in, bitch. 
Wait. You did say we could swear on here, right? I did. <laughs> Fucking A, right. Because <laughs> we're totally screwed. You're going to have to like, bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, yeah. Bleep. Bleep. The whole... And here is the interview with Brick and Brack. It's just like an, Thanks ad- for coming. an adjective thrown in with a couple pronouns. And then, yeah. Thanks for coming. That's funny. That's interesting, though. I, d- I didn't know like uh, you were so um, uh, fledgling in your art yeah. career. It's, it's actually kind of cool it's, uh, to be in a selfish um, uh, point of view. It's like uh, encouraging. You know, it's like... Uh, Heartening. Well, it's it's um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because there's yeah. people that, again, here's here's the problem. I don't like want to talk about myself and make it sound like I'm like, ooh, she thinks she's amazing. I mean, yes, I do think I'm amazing, and I I don't think there's a problem with thinking you're mm-hmm. great. You have to love yourself. Yeah, it's good. But I've had people say like, oh, you know, you've been doing this for so long, blah blah. I'm like, no, not not yeah. no, not really. Well, really, that speaks no. to your talent. Thank you. And and well, don't well, also, don't say thank you because I haven't really seen much. Well, but no, but, but, but I've heard. You know, I I do hear the the buzz, if you will. Well, regardless of talent, yeah. um, the um persona or something like I'm not sure. I, I I've had you know people say like, oh, you're just like a persona or whatever. There's a lot of people that haven't seen me act. Yeah. There's a lot of people that haven't read anything yeah. I've written. Yeah. And but yet there's like whether you know um, a person is a persona all by themselves. You know, we have you have persona you know people out there like that mm. are just like hosts and stuff and mm. they're acclaimed for their um, personalities. Yeah. And more so, it just seems like I'm a personality or something. Yeah. But like I had said before, that I appreciate the people who know me because then there's there's I, it's so funny. I've heard from people who finally get to know me, and they'll say, "Wow, you know." Before I knew you, I thought this. I'm like, tell me, tell yeah, me what did, yeah, yeah. what did you think? And they're like, well, I love that exercise. <laughs> and I'm like, no, look, really, lay it on me. They're like, no, I know you can handle it. And they tell me, and they're like, yeah. but that's not, that's not you at all. Yeah. And because you know, we all have such so many facets to ourselves. Yeah. And if you just think you know someone through Facebook or through Twitter or even whatever. even like uh, when Leah Leah recently in the last I don't know half a year changed jobs, and uh, we did that we. She didn't actually do it, but kind of mentally we did it. But I did say you should write it down, but we didn't. But, you know, she's got like, she works with seven women or whatever. And I said, what would be fun is if on day one, you write down your first impressions. And oh then my it, God, in that's like amazing. six months to a year, you just like revisit those. And like you're everything from like rate one from 10, you know, one through 10, like yeah. your like scale or like, you know, your favorite person or what you thought about them. And then in a year, it's like, I can't stand that <laughs> bitch. Yeah, like you like someone and then you hate them and then the person you hated you love. Yeah. I have gotten that's hilarious. that. hilarious. It's wild. Two that I specifically that are just standing out of my mind right now. I remember in college, I had someone be like, that became one of my best friends. They were like, oh my God, I saw you walk by and I thought you were just really snobby. I'm yeah. like, why did you think yeah, that? They're yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. always had this real serious face. Like you just yeah. seem snobby, like non-approachable, which I- I'm like such an approach. At least I think I'm an approachable person. Let's not forget, though, you were in the middle of that 13-year well, relationship yeah, you weren't supposed to be in. Yeah, so you're walking around with that face you. of like, <laughs> Dread. No, but I went to a different school. No, it wasn't all, and it wasn't all bad. It got worse as we got older. But, um, help me. Oh, God. Now, I've never been a helpless uh, sort, but I think that's actually what made it worse, <laughs> to be honest with you. When you're not when you're not a helpless sort, you fight back. But anyways. Um, but no, they thought I was snobby, and I'm like, why? And they told me that. And then they're like, you're not at all. And I said, yeah. well, no, I have, rest- I have resting bitch face. 
massive resting bitch face. You know, when you're like not smiling, I look like I'm completely miserable. Don't talk to me. You know, even that resting bitch face, though, like, I kind of have an issue with that sort of term in a way because <laughs> I don't. I love it. I love no, it. I mean, I get it. I do like the con- conceptually. I do love it as well. But like, if like because uh, males in theory can't have that resting bitch face, right? Oh god, yeah. Right. So like, I I definitely ran into it. To me, it isn't like resting bitch face. It's more just like you know what? I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm well, some people's faces they'll look more miserable. Yeah. Really, depending on how their mouth turns down, if yeah, they relax. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really do look frightening. I look mm. like like I'm gonna, like I could stab a fork through something. Like, yeah. I mean, I've I've caught myself in the mirror or somebody's taking a picture. I go, oh my god, that woman looks dreadful. Like <laughs> Who she's is gonna, that bitch? She's whoa, whoa, whoa. a serial killer. Like seriously, yeah, like, it's me. <laughs> yeah. I um, I had another I had a, another friend. Uh, who ended up being one of my best friends. She told me when she met me, like the hype or whatever. And this is like, literally I've been in Portsmouth for like a year or something. It was like, I didn't understand it. Uh, that there was this, all this stuff about me. I, I don't, and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I'd love to hear what you had heard. So she said, when I came into the room, she was like, like very um, intimidated mm. by me. And then I said, well, then what happened? She goes, then you came up and you were just a complete sloppy mess and you were just ridiculous. And I was like, oh my God, she's fine. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, but yeah, she. It was a couple times that she met me. She was like, "Oh my god, I'm so intimidated by her." I was like, "That's so ridiculous." Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, no, I figured it out soon enough that you know, no." <laughs> but I, it was just, it was funny. It's just funny to to think about what you thought of someone beforehand. Like I, I thought know. you were a dick. <laughs> I still do. So I was like accurate. I was on point. Yeah, I was go. on point. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. you're sometimes right. Sometimes first impressions are right. <laughs> Well, that's the uh, that's the Facebook persona I put out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love you all, yeah. and I'm a fucking dick. <laughs> and I'm right, always right. <laughs> always right. And, and honestly, I I don't think you are. <laughs> you didn't ex- you didn't expect to see that coming. You're like, what is she gonna say? Yeah. No, but a humility is an important um, important thing to have, Chris. So if you could really work on that, yeah, dial that down. Dial it down. <laughs> I am Sorry. amazing. Everyone needs to be like me. <laughs> I am Chris Dempsey. Um, all right. I got one for you. What? So um, it's interesting. Like I, I, I came with this. and uh, But now after the whole conversation, I'm still going to do it. He points to his list, by the way. Yeah, my, my notes. <laughs> yeah, my notes written in pencil and pen folded up. Which is great because I would have, I you know, nothing made, it, none, none of it made me nervous. I don't know if you were trying to. <laughs> It's impossible. My, uh, my, my gigantic notebook. Um, so think of the person in your life. And mind you, this doesn't even have, you can pick anyone in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. The person in your consciousness yes. that guides your philosophy. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. That is such a interesting question. Mm, just think of that person, like guides your guides your philosophy. Oh gosh. Okay, so you would say go with whatever you first think. Yep, I'm and assuming. you don't even have to tell me who it is right now. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You got it. <sighs> kind of. I have. I have. You a, think yeah, you do. I kind of have a couple. All right. So now ask them a question. Okay. What. 
So you you already asked him the question? Oh no, just you like want that? me to? I oh yeah, I didn't know you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna give me the question. I just asked him a question. Yeah. Uh, uh, you wanna you wanna know something from them? Okay. Um, all right. What's the question? Have you made it? Hmm. Why are you asking that? Because I wonder. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it was the, the fastest, easiest way to ask it. Have you made it? And hmm. the reason I said, have you made it, is because it was me. Ah, it was my old that's self. That's so weird that you say that. Yeah. Because when I a- a- after our conversation yes. so far, mm-hmm. and when I asked you that question to think of that person, mm-hmm. I thought of you as well. Really? Because that's the only fucking other, weird. The only other person recently, my father passed away. Yeah. And um, sometimes I, you know, I'll ask myself, well, what would my dad say that I should do here, or yeah. like, what what would my dad say I deserve? Yeah. Because you know that was a very hard moment for me, and we we were not um, distant, but we were not close. It's a very mm. hard, you know, relationships are very hard to um, explain. But anyways, that was I was there when he passed. I was in the room holding mm. his hand, so that was very tragic. So he was there, but when you asked me who who guides me mm. strangely enough I do and that's might mm. be like one of those answers that's like wow really ego blah, blah, blah. but no, no, no but to be honest with you just because of the transformation I've made I've, I've I'm able to look at pictures of her and I'll say her mm. because I know it's me but it's a different version of me and so um, sometimes I reflect on the journey that I've that I've taken and um, if I were to ask my old self have you made it She'd probably say yes. Because mm, that was my next part was now now answer the question. Yeah, she would probably say you've made it, but that's the thing. She never expected that I would ever have the life I have now. And so what is it? Uh, freedom. Mm. Freedom to be who I am and um, mm. to love myself. I did not like myself. I did not love myself. Mm. And so I have... I have um, Independence and freedom, and that's... Oh, yeah, so have you made it? It's not that that classic question, have you made it to where you want to be? The question is, have you made it um, out of where you were? That, but does... And and then some, Mm. you know, not just out, but Mm. like, have you, you know, do you have the life you wanted? And and, um, I have more than I could have ever imagined. Um, I think the next step is uh, to create myself again and have Mm. even more than I could Mm. in this moment imagine. That's a good outlook. I guide myself, you know, this is another really, you know, crazy thing, but people will say, who's your hero, blah, 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 whatever. Um, Again, like I, you know, my mother and I don't speak to her. Um, I haven't spoken to her in years. Uh, I did not feel I had necessarily the role models I needed to. And um, so I feel like I became the role model, whether somebody can agree that you can become your own hero or your own role model. But I became the, I I tried to become the woman that I wish I had had um, around me. And so um, that is why I sometimes find myself an island or I'm able to be alone or whatever be because I've built so much strength within myself and that I inspire myself. I'm able to look at myself in the mirror and, and like really give myself as stupid as that sounds. I can look when I'm really sad sometimes and I'm not being the person I want to be. I can look in the mirror and go, shut up. This is what you're going to do. Come on. And I give myself a pep talk. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that I can actually look at myself and give myself a pep talk and I can actually make myself feel better and get myself out the door, mm. you know? So, I think um, that's what intimidates other women is the ability to lift myself. Mm. 
I'm in it. And love yourself. And and I have that. And that's the thing. Like, I think the most intimidating or what I think would be um, the most angering thing for people that may not like me um, is... uh, if there are anyone that you know that doesn't like me, um, <laughs> is to know that it's true. It doesn't mean mm. that I'm completely resilient to everything. Well, I have a great resiliency that I have developed through all these things. It doesn't mean that I don't have times where I'm sad. It doesn't. I mean, God, I was sad the other day and I didn't know what why. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm completely powerful all the time, but I have, uh, I do have an ability to get down and get back up rather quickly. Um, and it's something Me I've too. worked on. It's like, you know, I have, I have a, a notebook. It's called the, you know, like, um, I can't remember. I printed it out, but I, I, I print out articles and, and stuff. And I'm actually a student of my own life. You know, I'm proactive mm. and I will print out articles and it's like, I can't remember what, a, um, what the front cover of it actually even says right now, because uh, as I've been drinking, but <laughs> I because frankly, yeah. like I had, I had the th- I have the three ring binder, and it's just basically um, a better life, and in you know the pathway to a better life, and um, and then I have on the back cover. Oh, uh, one day I just said to myself, just spout off words that you know mean something to you, like love, health, um, spirit, energy, whatever, and I printed them out and put them on the back and everything in between the two covers of that three ring binder is is uh to improve myself and so whenever i think of a topic that i'm like well i'm really struggling with jealousy or i'm really struggling with proactivity or whatever i find articles i google them um i print them out and then i go through and i highlight them and then you attach yourself to them or them to you and and observe yourself observe what you're learning yeah and like and 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 sometimes i will forget you know, the lessons that I've taught myself and I will mm. have to go back in and I will read the articles again and I will look at the highlighted parts and I write down in it, you know, like a counselor and I give myself homework and it may sound really, really stupid, but I mean, I, I've worked on myself. So when someone can say, oh, you're this, you're that. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> and I can own it. You know, I think that's the difference. It's not like I was born this way. I, I was and I wasn't. I, I, I made myself. And so if someone can, you know, that's why I'm so resilient too. If you like me or you don't, I don't care what insults you're going to throw at me. You're wrong. So I want to talk about that, uh, that concept. And I love what you were saying. And, uh, I actually resonate with a lot of that. I feel that the same way about myself. I've done a lot of growing and a lot of learning about myself and I've observed my, the the whole student of myself is a really good, that, that, term yeah. clicks with me big time um well when you put in the work you want to acknowledge it yeah and you nothing, know oh yeah there's definitely nothing wrong with that but even putting in the work like so many people don't put in the work which is and those are the people that i can't have in my life yeah you know and i see that you you know that you you kind of are directed like goes to like mm, you know yeah and that's what i was saying in a partner yeah that you know especially with a i find it very difficult to find a partner in life so and, what do you think of that idea that you said? Um, I observed this about myself too, and I want to know more about what you think about it, um, about the idea of getting down and having, having the ability to get up. Is that how you phrased it? Yeah, I get knocked down and I have to get back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so that, to me, that's, it's, um, it's allowing yourself to um, honor the down so important and the downs are so important and then 
basically talk yourself through getting out of the down and getting back to the whatever level up there you know you want or there is or or where you you know your next your next up you need to be at to not stay in the down i would say that um i mean my downs used to be much more frequent much deeper so this is interesting i feel like it's um a a fact that as high as you can get and i can get very energetic and very high and Mm. exuberant and almost feel like i'm on drugs Mm. you know uh, when i'm sober and just because life is so exciting to me because i've seen some bad moments in life and so when it's good I, I appreciate it and I just feel like um, however far you can go on one spectrum you can go just as deep so I'm very capable of very very deep thoughts of very horrible things but what I've had to figure out on um, the last few years is how to mitigate that how to even it out so that when you get into the downs like just don't allow them to get as awful mm. and don't so allow do do them that? to be as long well and that's a training a process that I've trained my brain it's kind of like i i imagine my pathways and my neural pathways like a stream Mm. and a stream is going to go the pathway conscious practice it's a conscious practice that i Mm. do all the time all the time maybe not every single day but i mean i have downs every day event specific yeah event specific and like and so like so our neural pathways it's true they can change and if someone wants to be a negative person, they will automatically kind of like a stream will go that direction. But if you move the rocks of your head around, just like you move the rocks of a stream, the water's going to go the easier, re- the easier way. Mm-hmm. And some of us, anger is easier. And you have to ask yourself, well, why is anger easier? Anger is actually not easier. You know, positivity is easier. Being happy is easier. It's a choice. And so I had to ask myself that because I used to just, it was easier to sulk and to feel bad for myself and to be the victim. And I finally was like, you're not going to be a fucking victim. You're going to be a survivor and you're going to be positive. How are we going to change this? And it was years in the making, you know, for me to be able to feel better all the time. And so now I have certain things that um, I try to do all the time. And when I when I stop doing them, I go, whoa, 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 get back on track. Mm. And, uh, like, I throw the blankets off in the morning. I say, hello, world, I'm ready for you. Mm. And when I stop doing that, I realize, oh, sh- shit, you're not doing that anymore. And then I have um, uh, my gratitudes that I say, my list mm. of gratitudes. I will walk around the house, either say them out loud or say them in my head. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that, whatever. I've been doing that lately, too. It's huge it's because it sets, your, it sets the tone. Granted, now I can... Do you also, I, do you also set your intentions? I do not set my intention. Well, I mean, my intention of every day is to just be spectacular. (laughs) I'm serious. Naturally. (laughs) It's spectacular. And and, and my goal in the day, you know, I think that your goals don't have to be massive goals as long as you're like, well, make somebody else smile. Make sure. But your intention sometimes can be like a little specific. Oh, it it definitely can be. Um, I think this ties into my Facebook profile or whatever, like the Facebook persona, you know, some people will call it that. I I am me all the time, Mm -hmm. so... I mean, Facebook is not just me. If you see my cocky attitude and stuff, am I that? Yeah, I'm that. But as a more of a joke, you know. But anyways, um, so everything I say is genuine. But like people might say, well, you post a lot or you do this. Why? Well, that's part of I do it for you guys, but I do it for me because um, if in any small way in one day, you know, pick a date. February 3rd. Is that tomorrow? Third, I don't know. Well, let's say February third. Like what? When? Seventh. The seventh. All right. Well, on the seventh. So let's just pick any any day, random day of the week. You know, yeah. I could get up and I could eat breakfast. I could go to work and I could come home and I could watch a movie. I could go to bed. 
All right, whatever. That's cool. That's good. But for me, for if, if if there's no other drastic way that I can make a difference in someone's life, at least I think to myself, well, I can make a post on Facebook and maybe I can say something that's going to make somebody think differently. Mm. Maybe I'm going to change someone's neural pathways for that very moment. Maybe I'm going to... Maybe I'm going to somehow say something that's going to change the course of how someone's going to decide to deal with an argument. I mean, I don't know. Mm. And the thing is, over the years, I've actually had random people that I didn't even know looked at my stuff write to me privately. And every once in a while when that happens, it's just like, oh, my God, this mm. is why I this is why I pour my soul out uh, there. And maybe I run get, into those, too. It's really it's cool. You know, it's like you get made fun of by some people or some people give you crap, whatever. And it's like. Oh, but guess what? Last week, this dude wrote to me and said, you changed my life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love listening to your stuff. I love blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. And it just makes you go, that's why why I am me. That's why I'm doing it. That's why, you know. And so if in in any small way, I can just, through writing something or just saying something that maybe someone else would say, wow, that's really personal. Well, yeah, it was. And I don't give a shit. Been there, done that, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything to hide. And so maybe it's going to teach somebody else. They shouldn't have anything to hide. Right. I just think that's important. So many people are like, so many people are so held back in life and, or so fake. Mm. I, don't, I mean, maybe not fake, but just, I, I, I witness a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? People are just afraid to be themselves, and they're afraid they're going to get judged, and there's just so much hesitation. Oh, it's just, it just it's just such a shame. about this, and it's actually, when we were talking about being an artist earlier, I wanted to talk about this with you, actually, and this is a good, this is a good segue. I was listening segue. to Segue! 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 So, I was listening to a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, um, with uh, my friend, Nick Filth, who was one of my guests. Um, good friend, he's doing a new podcast, which is really fucking awesome and creative and awesome. See that? I did awesome. Fucking twice. awesome, creative it's and awesome. So awesome. Um, but they, he, his guest, and he talked about um, the concept of being termed an artist. And I, when I introduced Nick on my podcast, I said, you know, he's an artist because he's an artist. Like, not only does he draw amazing, but he. You know, he's a musician, he's a painter, he's a, he tattoos, he draws, and it's just like the way he thinks, you know? It's like the way he, when he emails me in the subject is something like funny that, yeah. that recalls something we talked about, like references something we talked about, and it's funny, and it makes me be like, ah, oh, that's funny, like I get what he did there. And to me, that's art. Anything, it's funny because I read once somebody said something like, well, how, are, how do you know you're a writer? When can you say you're a writer? Yeah. Uh, just picking one art. Yeah. And it said, you just say you're a writer. Yeah. So you have to have, you have to just say, this is what I am. Yeah. And so and like he, anything, any, any, an artist sees art everywhere. And if you right. think he's an artist, then he's an artist. I mean. Right. But he says, so he says to his. Uh, labels. Well, that was, that was the whole conversation with his, with, his, with his guest. You know, his guest sort of was like, he's an artist. He's a, he's a tattoo artist. And mm-hmm. his, and. And he, so Nick says, well, my friend introduced me as an artist and it, and it caught me off guard. I didn't know what to do with that. And, then, and I think what I heard him saying is that he settled with it. But then, um, but then uh, his friend didn't like the term. His friend's like, I don't, I don't, it, he, first he said it never occurred to me. 
the guy's an artist. Like he paints, draws, and tattoos. <laughs> okay, and he, see, this is very he, obvious that this person he has art in their life. They're an he, artist. And then he literally said, "It never occurred to me whether I am a in quote an artist." That's very interesting. But my thing is, I heard that, and I and and my call it whatever you want. You can call it judgmental if you want. Please do. <laughs> I judged that this guy is full of shit. And I said, bullshit. Has he never thought of that? A. And two, the only reason he's telling himself that he hasn't thought of it and that he has such an issue with the term artist is because he's worried about being judged by other artists, by people that he thinks are artists. Well, that's, there just seems like a massive lack of self esteem. So I'm also saying, I'm all, I'm, I would also say to him, so, so let me get this straight. So you, would you not call anyone an artist? And it's, Imagine if I asked him that question. Would you call anyone an artist? Well, what did he say? I, I don't know him. I didn't get to ask him that. Oh, you that didn't that's get to like see him. a dialogue in my head. It's like I wanted to just be like, what do you mean you have a problem with the term artist? Like, okay, that's just weird. I'm sorry. It really made me feel uncomfortable. That's just very strange. Because I love. I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I like I don't know if you've noticed, but in my Facebook, I literally it says like occupation, and I wrote. Sorry, I don't follow you. Yeah, yeah. and you are. <laughs> I'm sorry, and you I, are? I say I'm, quote, <laughs> friends with you. Where'd I get these headphones? This is the longest length of time I've ever wanted to be in your presence. In fact, <laughs> it's going too far. But, he's, but I, you know, and my thing says, I don't know, it's not occupation. It says, it's like something, and I wrote an artist, yeah. comma, yes, that's right, an artist. And because in my head, it's like just because it's the way I think. It's like, it's like how I live my life and go about my life. I just, I, I... I don't know. It's what I've determined that that's the way I think. I think like an artist. I think like I want, I see art. I see creativity. I see people like, like even, even seeing Nick's subject in the email that is funny and me recognizing it as what he did Mm -hmm. consciously is art is art. I think that there's a little artist in everybody because we're all human beings. But yeah. whether you want to call yourself an artist or not, you know, whatever. And also labels, you know. Yeah. But why do you worry about it? Like, like if you're like, and actually, and the irony too also was was like, well, that proves that you are, are an artist. If you're so insecure that you're worried about what <laughs> artists might think about you, that only proves that you're an artist. <laughs> that's kind of, I, I, I will admit that I think that's a, a very strange that a, an adult male who is blatantly uh, has artistic makes his living yes. drawing okay well it makes his it's extra weird that's extra weird yeah and that you and I that have only been pursuing your six years I'm probably like like I've been being called an artist by other people for I don't know I don't even know how long. A lot longer than I've well, recognized. I mean, I always had art as part of my life. Like, it, yeah. like you know, I, I've always been just, whether you want to call it artist or whatever, you just, I'm a, a surrealist. I'm a quirky, weird, oddball person that doesn't think yeah. even like the, way the you average live your duck. life. You know oh, what I mean? God, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm like, so, yes. Even the way I live my life, I should be just living on the side of the corner with like a hobo bag. Actually, that would be preferable. I should probably do that. I really don't like, I don't like, honestly, when I moved into my apartment two years ago after I came back from Italy and I barely, you know, I didn't have everything. I was, I was dreading the idea of being domesticated and having like dishes and having all that stuff. And I remember specifically saying to a friend of mine in my kitchen, if I am here a year from now still, just fucking kill me. 
shoot me in the head, throw me down the like, stairs, and now it it's here. been two years. I love no, I it love it. But I'm the, a poor Smithian. Also, the time goes by so fast. Time goes by so yeah. fast. And yeah, I yeah. and I have a good life, but I'm just kind of like, okay, what was I planning on doing and where? Yeah. But then that that the leads to the it? question of what's all, what do we really want and what's better than than you know, like if I had just okay, let's say I had moved to California, yeah, I would have had a new experience and stuff. But who who knows how my life would have been? Who knows if I would have come back already? This is what I struggle with now. Who knows if you'd be on the fucking red carpet? Oh, thanks a lot, Oscar. Chris. <laughs> no, I would. Well, but no, <laughs> I do kind of wonder. If like I should just move up and move and do something just to be in another area and just to say I did it, but at the same time, it's hard. It's a hard, hard decision. I know. So thanks for making me think about it. No problem. I hate you. I said I wouldn't cry. Wait, wait. we haven't used. Think about our- your dog. Think about your dog. Oh god! Oh god! You're such a bastard. Oh Remy. Oh god. Oh. You son of a bitch. We haven't used our accents yet, Chris. No. How For fuck's long- sake, like... Ah, right. you, yeah, you do an Irish accent. I can only do some sort of English Cockney My bullshit do combination. You, you tell Aiden, do Wisconsin. He does Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, he's incredible. All right, hang on. I'm looking over my notes. Looking over your notes, oh, darling. Yes, pip-pip cheerio. This is another good <laughs> there one. There it is. That's Hold all on. I'm Whoops. doing. That's all you get, Dempsey. We've already talked about that one. What's the one thing you haven't, what's the one thing you want, but you haven't done? That's been the entire conversation. Had sex. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but I'm dying to. But I'm dying to. I hear it's real fun and artistic. <laughs> I want to be an artist, damn it. A sex artist. <laughs> they make money, right? Right. I hear they make, I hear they make money. Yeah. Those offices down those alleyways. Yeah. They make fucking bank. Man. <laughs> bank, man. Bank. All right, no, this one. What? <laughs> As he puts his glasses back. Yeah. After that, you look all studious. Yes. Yeah. What's the question? Proper. Um, this, this is a good one. Think yes. about this. I may or I may not answer this. It's not quite an answer. Okay. It's a conversation. <laughs> all right. What is, and I know you don't know the answer to this. Oh, good. Thanks for setting me up. What is attached to the entire conversation what is the cost of going for it? Oh, God. Chris, these questions. What is the cost of going for it? Right. Um, giving up what I have. What is it that you have, Erica? Well, what's the cost of giving up what you have? What is the, what's the, what, so what? Well, and I'm okay. Only devil's advocate, because I don't even judging. know what I would be going for. I don't have a definitive, defined idea. For me, it would be like, okay, I'm going to go and change areas. Mm. Uh, okay, here, here. This is a good one, Chris. Listen up. Okay. okay. Receiving nugget. Here comes a nugget of gold coming from me to you. All right. So I have often asked myself when I go to make decisions, are you running to something or running away from mm. something? And when I don't know, I don't know. When you don't know, you use that question as a... A guide of sorts. Or a... Excuse? (laughs) Fuck you, Chris. Fuck you in the ass. With that microphone. Hard. No lube, Chris. Because you know what? You're making me think and it's making me angry. Right? Sucks. (laughs) Good thing this isn't on video. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Okay, you know what? Okay, so there are reasons and there are excuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making me think. Where were you two years ago? I needed this two years ago. No, but uh, every year that goes by, uh, I do co- I do question what I'm doing. I, I, there's a part of me that feels like I'm not good enough to do some of the things I want to do. Fear which of success. Is funny. That's fear of success. No, that's not fear of success because it's me fearing that I I'm fear not good if enough. I'm not- that's no, fear of no, success. No, no, like, no, that's not fear. That's fear of not succeeding. <laughs> that's fear of, it's not, and no. it's not really fear of, fa- fear of failure. It's, a, it's, oh, it's the, okay, it's the idea that, well, am I really special? You know, am I special in the Portsmouth area? It is the idea of being a big fish in a small pond versus being a small fish in a big pond. Let me just pond. throw one, one little devil's advocate to the Portsmouth area concept. What? Is that brilliance is everywhere. Okay. Art is everywhere. Talent is everywhere. How does it feel having it across from you? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and we could be in LA right now. We could yeah. be in New York. Well, we could be. Yeah. I don't know if I like LA. I've been there once. Yeah, I don't I hated LA, FYI, but that's why I say I love New York. I liked my experience there cuz I was doing something amazing, but yeah. It's a fucked up town. <laughs> it, you know, it was it, when I went there, this is this is crazy. A year ago, October, I went there and I interviewed Terry Gilliam. Oh, yeah. So I had a little bit of a taste of like this amazing, like it was such a rush. Wait, did I see that? I don't know if you did, but I got this in opportunity hotel? in a hotel room and he came to my hotel room and it was like amazing. Yeah, it was like so I, cool. Was this on Facebook? Yes. So that was of you. <laughs> of course it was. My last bowel movement was on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. See, make fun of yourself before they can. Yeah. That's my trick. <laughs> High five. High five. Facebook? Was it on Facebook? Of course it was. Did it happen in Erica's life? Of course it did. Okay. Um, so, anyways, no, it was on Facebook, and uh, I went out there. I had this opportunity for a documentary on Edward Gorey, yeah, and, I remember and this. Uh, it was cool. amazing. It was yeah. so fucking cool. And you know what? But it was, what was great is I was I was a, with people that I trusted and respected and and felt good about. And it was, but it was, it was a high, it was a rush, man. It was so mm. awesome. And it was like, I loved the go, go, go. We have to be here at a certain time and set up and blah, 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 blah. I loved it. Mm. There was definitely an amazingness to it. And then it, and then it ended. I came home, you mm. know, and then I have my own uh, small bits of that at home when I'm, when I'm on the set of something. Mm. Um, or going to a film festival or something like that. But like, that was intense. That was great. Like the flying there and the, the setup and just the, the fame. You know, just it was just so cool, uh, and I and I liked it. I liked having that taste of that. And would I love to have more of that? Just that challenge. That yeah, I would love that. How, how to? I mean, that's life. It's exciting to figure out how you might get that. But so then there is, is the, a fear there. So you what's know? the? But what's the cost? What's the cost? <sighs> Well, the only the only obvious cost I can see is that you give up the life that you have, but I suppose you could always gain it back. And New Hampshire's mm. not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's making me think. I, I don't I don't know. I know that when I went to Italy, the cost didn't matter mm. because the and gain was. Back. But you know what? I have thought about this before. I knew what the gain. Whoa, whoa sorry. <laughs> I we 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 bumped we things together. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That was the microphones. Microphones. Um, <laughs> clarify for the audience. Um, no, but when I went to Italy, I knew. I, I think that I like guidelines, and I think I think of myself as an adventurer. But sometimes I have to ask myself, well, how how adventurous are you? Because if I have like an open ended something, mm. it's much scarier. So like, if everything depends on me, like if it was open ended, I'm just going to California. I'm going to see who I meet, what I do, whatever. That's a little. Ugh. But with Italy, 
I knew where I was going. I knew I could only be there for 90 days. I knew where I was staying and I knew I was coming back. And even though I had to give up everything to go over there, I had to give up my job and leave my dog and leave my apartment and stuff. And I had no idea what I was going to do when I came back. I came back and I figured it out. And now my life is the best it's ever been. Well, what's to say I couldn't just go to California and see that and have adventure and like whatever and could, figure it out? Yeah, while you could verbalize differences, there are also there are also sort of similarities in there are. the reality of it. But it's it's just like the fact that like I had I had a deadline. I knew I was yeah. I knew when it was beginning and when it was ending. I knew where I was staying. Which, o- was which like, only helped you take the step. Exactly, it, it helped did. nothing else. It helped nothing else. Yeah. It helped nothing else. I had to give up everything else. Yeah. But I didn't feel like what I was giving up was something that was ungiveupable, I guess you'd say. And it just kind of worked out. But so that, that, you know, the, the question of like, what's the cost just kind of makes you think, makes you, um, can't think of a better word than think right now. But what's like, the cost though is my sanity perhaps. Is <laughs> what I'm, sure. I'm, I am wondering, you are making me think I'm wondering like, even though I do like my life there, there what's driving me, you know, we were talked about maybe you have to hit rock bottom or however you want to put it. You need to get like, like in pain, mm-hmm. mentally, mm-hmm. physically, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Is that, um, I don't think rock bottom. I think rock bottom is a different, different thing, yeah. but, but you have to you have to get um, angsty enough to, to have something just finally like you know have the lid burst you know yeah. just and I have felt that before recently like I've been going through like these periods like of oh my god I feel like I'm gonna lose my mind and then I always get myself back in order and then I'm kind of wondering if maybe I just need to let myself lose my mind yeah. I don't know can we substitute back in order with comfortable sure sure does that help you move forward no. <laughs> I mean, I Sorry, am comfortable. I, I am comfortable, but uh, yeah. I mean, that there there is gonna. I think what I'm noticing for myself is that, like, I keep mentioning Italy because that was a moment. That was mm-hmm. like a it was a life changing moment. It was a mind moment, and then I settled into my apartment, and I thought I wouldn't be there for that long. In fact, I only took my apartment because it's month to month. I don't have a lease, mm-hmm. and that made me feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten rid of pretty much all of my um, knickknack, paddywax, that kind of stuff. Like I have clothing. I have a lot of clothing. I love my clothing and accessories, but some I don't chairs. Have, yeah, and some chairs. Yeah, <laughs> as you know. But I, I, um, I don't have a problem giving up any. You know, f- furniture means nothing. Like yeah. whatever. Uh, Fight Club, that movie Fight Club. Yep. I love that movie for that idea of like being transient and you know your things own Strip you. Blah down. blah blah. But ironically, like I also have uh, some sort of, as we said, hurdles before some some sort of personal hurdles. You know, our belongings sometimes make us feel a certain way, mm. and I struggle with that. You're also, like you know, I, I, uh, I, I, as weird, for lack of a better word, as it sounds, you're a New Englander, and yes. like, and my experience with being a New Englander is that when I was in my twenties, <clears throat> early twenties, I moved from New England to California, to yep. Santa Cruz. And Santa Cruz, like super, like sleepy surfer town, laid back, super laid back, which was, you know, is which everyone, you know, like if you kind of like know me only on the surface, you're thinking, oh yeah, Dempsey, that'd be great for you, like mm-hmm. a surfer dude, like everything's cool, man. And then like it was all good, except for the fact that I got there the day after, no, the day before a seven point something earthquake happened at the epicenter was was uh, uh, Santa Cruz. 
but that was uh, that's actually sort of beside the point. So the the, the city crumbled around me, mm-hmm. and every, and I was like, hey, nothing personal here. <laughs> I'm not here to rebuild your city with you. <laughs> I love you all, but um, but it was and but California had a weird vibe to me, and then from California I went for one month to Maui. So an ex-girlfriend was in Maui getting married, and she Maui getting married. Say that five times fast. Maui getting married, and so she, um, I I went out to Maui with like seventy five cents in my pocket. This is what I want to do, though. This is the thing. Like I, but 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 how old were you? Well, I was in my twenties. But the but the 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 whole New Englander tie is, I went from New England where I had born and raised my twenties. Yeah, I went to Santa Cruz, and I just found like. It was just had a weird vibe. It was like the sort of like, um, it wasn't as transient as Maui, but it just had this transient like, like, hey, this is Erica. She's my best friend. Oh, how long have you known her? Like, oh, like two years. I'm like, two years? Jesus, my, I take a shit for two years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my best friend, like, has second grade. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and... And then you get to Maui, and it's like, here's my best friend. I've known him for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get me the oh, fuck out worse. of here. Like, get me back to, like, like, California was New England transplants, and Maui was, like, California transplants. So yeah. it was like, get me. Uh, this is, like, crazy to me. So get me back to New England. Right. And I but really. But that's cool that you got to experience that and know that. See, I kind of wonder. Yeah. I mean, I am a New Englander, though, so I think, like, I like the, I like, I yeah. like the feel here. Yeah, and, I, and so I guess one of the things I'm sort of, like, speculating and talking about a little bit is that, is that some of your, in my experience, some of your instincts are on. Ah, thank you. You know what I mean? Some of your instincts are on. Like, yeah. you are rooted here. Mm-hmm. And I know the comfort you feel. Like, like... It's a good life. Like, that's the thing. I like yeah, the wholesomeness. I love cool the, life. I and, love the seasons. I love yeah. the, just the community. I... I'm I'm a actually a pretty simple person. That's like you know. And, well, it's, and New England's a weird yes and town. no. <laughs> yeah, New England's a weird town though. Like a, a new a weird area though. It's like a weird sort of. New Englanders are guarded. See, I hear that, but like I guess they I don't are. know. They're guarded, and they're but at the same. But when you are when you're in, you're in. Right. But it is still like a you know like. I mean, fuck, like my friend Nick, my, <laughs> Nick Phil, that I was just talking about, I've known that guy now eight or 10 years. That's a long time, but I still feel like he's a new friend. Oh, that's funny. See, all my friends, see, uh, are like the people that are really, really uh, ingrained that have like given me my foundation are from the last few years. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, not to not to say that your definition and my definition oh, yeah, of is yeah, anything yeah. wrong, but it's yeah. like we were saying, my my new life or whatever. I, I you know I wrote about that the other day, saying like you know these people have given me this foundation that I never thought I would have. But what's great is that even though some of them I have only known for a, you know a few years, say, yeah. um, and I'm not I'm definitely not saying you can't. I mean, I knew Nick was a good friend, like you know the hour I met him, right? And uh, and I knew he was like I knew we were gonna make it right um and then but still like for instance it's only taken me like an hour or so to realize you're never going to be a friend yeah yeah exactly. you know um it's never going to work out <laughs> yeah. like i never want to see you again after right. this podcast yeah, yeah. but i appreciate um, you finishing this yeah i just want to yeah, yeah. i just want to for the show for the show yeah. for the show's sake the show i just want to get that on. i mean it's him i yeah i mean i knew i knew at least an hour ago <laughs> that i was like 
I don't I don't have anything in common with this person. Actually, when I walked in Book and Bar and we made eye contact across, you tr- I saw you try to duck. I, well, but I caught you. I, I knew that you saw me, and uh, I'm a woman you, of my word. Appreciate you sticking with it. I also really like to talk about myself, so I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to miss this opportunity. I'll tell you that right now. Exactly. Okay? We're doing this podcast come hell or high water. Even if I have to do it by myself. <laughs> I, could, I could ask. I could have myself ask myself questions. Yeah. Might Running been, around the table. Might have been better. I mean, so we don't anyway. know. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> um, I'd be like, man, you asked the best questions. Thanks, Erica. Yeah, Erica, you're the best. Um, anyways, no, but my friends that, I, that I've made in the last, you know, six to, you know, six years or so. Some of them haven't been six years, but, like, I would say that my new life started around five, six years ago. Um, I can't believe, like, I counted them on my hand the other day. Like, how many I feel like are, there's, like, forever friends, like, just friends. Mm. Unless something drastically yeah. awful happens, they're gonna—they're like real solid friends that have done that have shown me in multiple ways that they're not going anywhere and that they're—they have my back and they're real. I'm just like so blessed. I can't believe how many of them there are. Um, I mentioned my father earlier and mm. and him being a voice of reason and stuff and how he—he's passed. But I remember, um, I, my sister and I had a, a similar memory and we were talking about because when when he passed away, we were all kind of talking about my father. And telling stories. And it was funny. She told a story and I was like, oh my God, I remember him telling me that too. And one time he took me aside and he was telling me that in life, you know, you can have a lot of friends, but um, a lot of them are really just acquaintances. He's mm-hmm. like, and if in your life, if a man or a woman can say that they had one true friend, you're doing well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just remember that was like huge. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, oh my God, that's wisdom right there. And um, right now in my life, I, I have multiple. Yeah, I could definitely count more than one. I feel blessed. Mm, you know, too. and I, I, I think... It's, what, what, what interesting observation about that, too, is... is uh, and, and maybe you, you feel this, too, is so, sometimes I'll go through... Uh, when, I, when I was living alone, I would sort of think about sometimes, like, I wanted to do something, and I was, like, thinking about who I could call. And it was mm-hmm. like, that's, um, sometimes I felt like there wasn't that many. Like uh, this, this sort of intellectual conversation in my head was like, oh, I don't have that many friends actually. Now that I think about it, but then in that conversation, I think about, you know what? Actually, if I have five mm-hmm. people that I can really say are lifers, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Lifers, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and when you know that, you know, I have people that I know that I can call anytime, day or mm. night. It doesn't matter. In fact, they would be mad if I didn't. Mm. That kind of thing. Like, you know, not not just someone going, oh, call me if you need me. No, they would be like, why didn't you call me? You mm. know what I mean? Like the opposite. Yeah. Uh, I have those people. And that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, that's pretty lucky. That is cool. You know who you are. Y'all. If they're, li- they're not listening. No, they're, I, if I don't know them, they're not. <laughs> they're like, I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm not listening to this pile of bullshit. Um, can we? Um, no, please. <laughs> uh, I did. I did want to talk about your dad a little bit. Okay. Because it was fairly recently, and I was sort of aware of it. Um, seemed to be a heavy thing. It was very heavy. Yeah, which obviously is has an obvious factor to it. But can I just give you my? Yeah. Facebook observation. Sure. Uh, what I gleaned out of my, you know, minimal is that uh, 
is you were you were I feel like you were surprised at your um, reaction. You were surprised at the effect it had. Yes. Is that right? There actually was, and I and um, a big element of that is my father had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and I was surprised at the amount of stuff that I hadn't really acknowledged. I hadn't, mm. and it was kind. Of, so it was kind of like. Um, I just had a lot of realizations, and I and then I had them publicly because that's what I do. You know, mm. I just I, I, f- I figure I do that because I can. My thing is like if I'm going to go through emotions and I can do it publicly so that maybe somebody else can learn from it, like I said earlier, then like why not? And it might you know, help so, you. Like I, and it I, helps me, and it yeah, helps. Yeah, 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 it helps. I mean, me I know people well reached people. out to you. I reached out to you, and I know yeah. people reached out, and so it was. It was. I guess I, I would sum it up in the fact that um, my father had Alzheimer's for a long time, and uh, I was going if you could have lines of my life and my father's life and like where we intersected when he started like having really when his Alzheimer's really started coming through and when I was at the pinnacle of that bad relationship kind of like crossed Mm. my parents got divorced and my dad left the house that meant so much to him where he walked his dogs on the beach and where Mm. he had all of his gardens in York um, in York and so and that was around the time where my relationship was like coming to this like really bad head. And then when I left that relationship and started having a new life, my father was living on his own somewhere, but he was, you know, going down the slope of Alzheimer's. And so basically what it was very tragic for me to find out was that when I'm finally at this place where I'm the healthiest I've ever been, where I could actually deal with something or I could talk to him and say, Hey, tell me about your family. Tell me about you. He's gone. And, um, you know, you always have those regrets and you always wonder, why didn't I spend more time? And I know my answers to some of that because I wasn't, I was working on myself. I, I didn't have the space or the ability to, to know or understand what was going on with him. Did you guys um, have the relationship where you believe that he would have wanted you to be doing that as well? What, working on myself? Mm. Oh, abs- yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure. Like, my, I know my father loved me. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't the most involved father um, necessarily. It wasn't that he was uninvolved. Everybody's different. It's hard to explain. He was a, a little bit more of a quiet person. But my my mother um, is very invasive, and um, I can think affected his role in the family. Mm-hmm. Let's say, mm-hmm. and um, she like tried to. She was very controlling. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I think, like, what happened was I look back on some of our, my emails, and I found an email that I had sent to my father in 2006 that, of course, like, I have, I have a really weird memory, speaking of you know, Alzheimer's. But um, it's not because I have that, but it's just, like, some, I don't know if I have a selective memory, or I sometimes some people say that um, a post-traumatic syndrome, like, if you went through some bad stuff, it can almost make you forget certain times of your life. So I don't know if that's why. But I sent him... Um, a few emails about, you know, I'm here for you, dad, if I can help you, like one of his dogs needed to lose weight and he was forgetting stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I read these emails and I was like, whoa, oh, okay. I think I kind of remember doing that. But what was great for me was I was, my emails were so caring and I, I ended them with, I love you. I had this feeling like I hadn't told my dad that. And I had this feeling like my dad hadn't said that much to me. And then I read his responses to me. And one I read, it was incredibly emotional, and I copied, pasted, and sent it to my family. And I said, you know, I'm, I, this isn't uplifting, but I wanted you guys to read Dad's words in his own his own words after his death. Yeah. And it was basically in 2006 he was saying, like, I have been losing my memory. I've been losing it for years now. And I looked at that. I'm like, oh, my God, in 2006 he was. 
And anyways, you asked me why was it surprising? What was surprising about it? I was surprised at my reaction. It was because for so many years, my father was not my father. He was um, some sort of degree of Alzheimer's father. But I never really understood. I either never understood Alzheimer's or didn't allow it to seep in. So my father became like, oh, that's just dad. Oh, dad repeats himself. Oh, dad doesn't understand what's going on. And it wasn't until my father passed away and I saw him die. And I'm holding his hand in the room with my siblings. Then, like, I got some sort of anger at the disease. Mm. I never really, like, and, and, and it wasn't until, like, the days after that it just started to set in. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't my dad. Like, my dad was in his 70s. There was no reason why I couldn't have had a mm. father in his 70s. Like, be cognizant and, like, at this age be able to talk to him about stuff. And the only reason he deteriorated physically was because his mind was gone. And so there was just this moment of like, holy crap, Alzheimer's did this. Mm. And that was just like this crazy moment where Mm. I had to realize like, okay, the reason you didn't want to go visit him sometimes wasn't because you didn't want to visit your father. And the reason you felt so like he was uninvolved wasn't because he didn't want to talk to you. It's because he was having a hard time like with his life. And um, I just realized my dress opened up. (laughs) Um, And... um, yeah, so the the days after his death, I just I had all these realizations that were just like pummeled me, hmm. and I was like, "Whoa!" So it was just like it, it was multifaceted, many layers to that yeah, onion, yeah. you know. Yeah, that with incredible sadness. And then yeah, just sad because because I've never, um, other than my dog, this was the my, I mean I had a, fa- a grandfather that died, um, but I wasn't massively close to him. This was the first. This this was the first death, and it was ma- it was surreal, oh, and it wow. was crazy. Yeah, your dad, your first death is. Like, I've never I've never experienced. I mean, I've known people that died, and and you know, but yeah. this was like, at the age of thirty eight, this was one of those moments. I was like, I mean, with my dog, it was it was actually crazy because my dog, my dog was a part of my daily life, so it actually oh, it was. This is gonna sound awful, but mm-hmm. it actually was harder. Yeah. And in some weird ways, because my dog was there every single day and he was my mate in life. So the passing of him affected me more like superficially, like it was more obvious every single day. So that was like, I was devastated. That was tragic. Um, And not at all to talk down like what my dog meant to me, but you know, he was a dog and I knew how long a dog would live with my father. There was this element of like, holy shit, a person is gone. Not just a person, my dad. I will never see him again. What the fuck? Mm. Just cr- like crazy. And so, yeah, at 38, my first human passing was my dad. And I just, yeah, just caught you off guard. Yeah. You just always like, you know, you just think, oh, they're always going to be there. Even if you don't see them, they're somewhere and they're just there. And, you know, but with, with the Alzheimer's aspect of it, it also made me realize I, I knew I was never going to be able to talk to him again the way I used to ever. You know, but anyways, when they're when they're actually physically alive and they're there, you just just kind of put it on the back burner. And it's like you know, and when they're gone, you just go, "Holy crap! Life is moving forward, and the years are passing, and people are dying, and it's just really surreal." Yeah. And it was I was there, you know, and I'm glad I was there. I mean, like that morning, I got a call, and I actually got up there, and within an hour of me being there, about an hour or so, he yeah. he passed away. Um, and that yeah. was like a moment for 
the siblings that were able to be there. Um, That's pretty cool. So it was it was good that we were able to be there. And oh my god, get this right. You know Facebook memories and how it'll tell you like what. My sister, when I got up there, she's like, "Oh yeah, did you see Facebook memories?" I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, today, this you know, this day was when we were all together last year." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I saw that picture pop up this morning." It was a day, like a year to the day that we were all in that with him, and not the a same day ones since. of us. It was no, it, well, they had gone up and seen him, um, and I had not. Yeah. But we were all 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 the same siblings were to the very day, oh, the same crazy. day that he passed away. It was a very spiritual moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh. Wow. What a downer. No, it's cool. It's, it's <laughs> like, it's intense. Like I, I watched you go through it for sure. And it was, you know, from a, you know, I, I wrote you, that was my perspective yeah. of it. And it was, you know, it was, it's, uh, it was kind of hard to watch kind of interesting and and sort of you know and i and i you know facebook's weird but you know i i felt like i knew you enough to know that this is just how she's dealing yeah and that you're you know you're gonna you're gonna have your your breakthrough on that moment like you like we were talking about the going down and coming back up you know um, right that's yeah i rebounded pretty like it was you know because why because like some people some people, but not my friends that know me and understand how I process things. Like I do not walk around a fire. I walk right through it. Mm. I purposely walk through it. Even if I can walk around it. No, I'm walking through it. I want to burn. I don't want to come out the other side and, and it's faster. It's just easier that way. And so like I, I delve into stuff and sometimes I can see like, seem like I'm going manic or something. Like I want to talk it out and I want to cry and I want to deal with it. That's what I was getting. That's what I do. I do that with everything and uh, I don't sweep things under the rug. I deal with them because you know what happens is I just, I, 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 I find every single rock and I turn it over and I ask the questions and I answer the questions and I find a way and then I can get past it. Whereas like some people with certain topics in their life, they, they, they might not get past it for years. There are people who have lost people who five years later, they're just not dealing with it. Mm. Well, your, your dad's gone or your mom's gone. Like you want to talk about it? No. Yeah. Well, I talked, I talked about it. I talked about it on Facebook. I talked about it privately. I talked to it myself in the mirror about it. Like I did whatever I needed to do. And within a few days time, I started to find the beauty in it. Mm. Now, right, well, what can I take from this? What, what, what is this teaching me? And I was like, you know what, this is going to inspire me to live a certain way. I'm going to think about my dad and whether, you know, like if somebody's treating me poorly, I'd be like, would, you know, would he want that? Because like mm. when you witness death for me, what it was, it was like, I can never forget that moment. Like, and when something is really straining me, I, or you getting me down, I'll be like, yeah, but you know what? It's not that moment. Mm. And life is precious and you just need to find a way through this. That was sort of my, my message to you in a way. Like I, the only thing I could think of to give you was perspective. Yeah. You know, and it was, I do the same thing. And I appreciate everybody that, that, you know, reached out. And that was another positive is that I had people that I didn't even think cared to reach out. People asking me how I was, do you need anything? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, so that was nice. Yeah. So there is always, there is always beauty in everything. Theoretically. There is always beauty in everything. I was having that conversation with Nick the other day. 
every you can he his his conversation was you can love everybody and i and you as, can love everybody yeah like all at once like- <laughs> no every every you can choose to love everybody oh um i i think um i think you can choose oh, okay I disagree. I mean, there's. I I would say that there is something that you can love in everyone. It doesn't mean that as a whole you're going to love everybody. Everybody. Um, I. And and let me just cut you short. Yeah. In the sense of you know because Nick knows what I've been through and so I mm-hmm. I said no there isn't like there is inherent evil in some people, and that every like as evil as they are they are not worth my effort to choose to love them to make myself feel better and give them the freedom of loving them as evil as they are. I would say you don't have to love everybody though. Like I would say that like you don't have to hate them though in different, because hate is not the opposite of love because for instance, I mean, I'll speak of my own mother. Um, that's a big topic, so I don't mm. really want to get into it, mm. but um, that's been a learning experience, a growth, a growth experience and, yeah, there's just so many layers to that on you too. And then, but, but, but just the fact that I don't, ha- I, I don't, I don't, you don't want to hate anyone because it's not the opposite of love. You want to be indifferent and go whatever. Now to love everyone, I don't see the, I don't see why you would have to love everyone. Mm. Like we, I think like we have, I, I have a lot of love to give. I have a big vat of love to give, but I'm not going to just like, you know, throw it around, waste it. Yeah. I mean, I don't see the whole, I, I don't really understand where he's going with that. I hear that too. He's, you know, it's a very sort of, Kumbaya kind of thing. It was Zen, you know, Buddhist philosophy type mentality. You can show love to everyone. That's a good way to put it, but I, I don't say. even agree with that. I don't even agree with that. And and when you're talking, when you just like sort of bring up your mother, you're, and I'm not speaking for you, I'm not saying you're doing only this, but you're immediately attached to someone you know and someone that's like sort of in your life. And he was attaching it to like everybody, like someone that comes into his life mm-hmm. that isn't wasn't necessarily part of his life. And uh, and I just in you know in my experience, which I've shared with you, like my sister was murdered, and I'm gonna and I immediately am compelled to take it to like no, there's like I have no room for love for the person that murdered my sister. Yeah, that's a you know what I mean. I I don't I he's an inherently evil. And was he, you know, well, was he born that way? I, it, You're I like, know. I don't care to I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to put the energy into an, a, analyzing this guy and, and put energy into and may, you know, justify why he did what he did in order to f- feel compassion and empathy and choose to, like, spend any of my loving energy towards that person. And I'm not, but I'm not going to turn, like... The idea of of turning it into hating, well, that's giving them your energy as well. Yeah, I, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm not even sure I'm going to like do that. But I, I, it's more. I mean, that's why I don't know how you feel about it, and it's not a big topic. I I get into much. I have just my feeling about it, like the the death penalty. That's why my I personally believe in the death penalty. Like, I wish that person that killed my sister admitted it. Everyone in the room knows he killed her and he admits it. So my personal is like, just take him out back and shoot him in the back of the head. Like, like I don't, he's useless. Yeah, kinda, yeah, done. Yeah. Done. I no energy to put towards it. would just be like, ah, okay, done. Let me get on, take my kids out to dinner. Like, you know what I mean? I have no... I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. I mean, I can't, I can't even begin to imagine how I would feel. 
So yeah, it's it's a weird. That's and you know that this is a uh, along the same. Well, anyways, this is just a tangent from what you were just saying. Was just the the I I find that the more years I'm alive and the more um, experiences I have, the more I realize like I keep judgment is just pointless. Like what judging judging people for what like you you saying like whether you believe. Thank you on the death penalty or not. It's like, I'm, you know, there's so many people that might be like, oh, well, I have an opinion on that. Mm. Well, have you had your sister murdered? Mm. No? Oh, okay. Because get back to me when you have. Because yeah, then you, because yeah. I just, I just noticed that the more experiences that I go through, like at one point in life, I might be like, wow, I can't believe that person thinks that. Lo and behold, I find myself in a certain situation. I go, wow, okay. Mm. No, wow, you it. were just so judgmental. Yeah, now yeah, I get it, you yeah. know? And so it, it, it's, it's, I just wanted to say, it's just like, re- it's just really important that, not all of us have gone through these situations and to it's understandable why you have the beliefs that you do. I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if I have an opinion on the death penalty or not. Like Mm. I, I can see why some people fight for it and I can see why some people fight against it. Um, I I don't for a minute discount how touchy a subject it is and how uh, it's actually, no, it's not even touchy for me because I don't even care. Like that sounds awful because I don't have a reason to care. Yeah. It's intricate. Just because the death penalty is, if someone was found guilty, and then they got put to death, and then some evidence came and oh, they yeah, weren't guilty, that part. It's, yeah. it's like a tricky. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's it for me. I don't know. I don't bring God into it. I don't yeah. bring morals into it. Well, you know it. me and God. We're like this. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Erica. We're gonna end it on the death penalty. I know. I I, I wish we could. I was thinking it's been like a long time. I feel like, but I think it has been a very long time. Yeah, too long because I'm tired of you. Let's go. No, just joking. (laughs) I gotta pee. I gotta. Actually, I think I might have to do that. Um, I think I did. (laughs) We could. Um, we could summarize. Yeah, I mean, my my summary, Erica. Yeah, give me your summary, Chris. Lay it on me. Summary is. Um, <laughs> You're somebody of what? This conversation or me or like yeah, yeah, life you, you in and the you and the conversation you because yeah. this conversation is supposed to be about you. Oh, and uh, oh no, I like you. Oh, yeah, thanks, I, I man. Think you're awesome. <laughs> and um, I, I, uh, I want to see more of what you've done. Like I said, I've seen these like little clips, and I'm like, ooh, she like that. <laughs> that's how talented I think you are, is because I've seen like these little clips. I'm like, oh man, she's fucking. Oh, She's thanks. got it. Like you, you can do it for sure, and uh, and I've heard other people talk about it too and concur. So I don't, you know, too many interests though. Well, then that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, and and I I just I don't know what I'll say about preaching to the choir. Like I I feel your pain. Yes. Is the only thing I can say. Like I. It's I, terrible. She's talented in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, you poor soul. You have you have so many interests. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what a burden. But it is. But then us feeling it, it is. It's like, it is, yeah. It's like, God damn it. And, I, and I feel you. Yeah. It's like every day, mm-hmm. every minute of every day. And so, you know, from a completely objective, having no, nothing to do with it and no feeling this will, will suffer no ramification of either way, I say fucking just go for something. You know, like I can't, I've seen too much and heard too much about, you know, the concept of everything from regret to uh, 
to living with that, you mm-hmm. know, living with that sort of like thought and living with that, like going for it and, you know, what's the cost of going for it and, uh, you know, making change over pain. And, and sometimes pain is like dealing with it every day is a level of pain. Mm-hmm. And so if it's like, you know, shit or get off the pot kind of thing. It's like either stop thinking. And I'm, I, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is not giving you advice. This is just you're just waiting to get stabbed from across the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, I, I see that you want to stab me. You're like, oh, oh. Before I, before I say yeah. this, let me preface this with my hand up. I'm not talking about you, Erica. And this is not protecting my teeth. And he's like looking around, seeing if there's any <laughs> knives available. Um, but you know, like, like that that sort of shit or get off the pot, like. And and also, if I could pick for you, I don't know. Like you seem to have a real fucking knack and talent for acting, but you all, like I also see a knack and talent for for writing, and I do believe in what little I know mm-hmm. that you would derive more fulfillment out of writing than you would acting. For more fulfillment, yeah, out of writing, yeah. Perhaps yeah. I would like to have my personal life in order. More than oh, anything. that's interesting. Can I tell you one one quick thing? Yeah, that's really sure. interesting, and I really did like this. The podcast I was listening today yeah. was from was from the, follow me. I'm following the, the you. The one guy that I got introduced to podcast period who did change my life, Rich Roll, yeah. was the guest of the new podcast that I'm listening to that I got introduced to from Rich Roll. Okay. So so this guy, Michael Gervais, was a guest yeah. on Rich Roll's. Yeah. Now Rich Roll's a guest on Michael Gervais. Cool. And one of the things, one of the, the constant questions throughout all this guy's podcast, he asks every guest, what's your definition of mastery? Huh. And and Rich's definition of mastery, I was like, and I was probably, I um, liked slash agreed with more than any other person I've heard from before because it it really only spoke to just what you said. It only said mastery is is when someone, and I'm just going to paraphrase, has all their shit in order. Yeah. You, he's like, and, and he didn't say this, but I took it to, you know, you're Michael Jordan. You have mastered basketball. Mm-hmm. But are you a master... If you're beating your wife at home, right, <laughs> right, and that's that's an extreme. And, and you he don't didn't. Want and be- I'm not slighting Michael Jordan. And the thing is, you don't want them to be mutually exclusive. Like when someone's but, when someone talks to me, like you were just saying, yeah. uh, go for it, go for the gold. It's like, well, mm. you know what? I'm also 38 mm. and I'm single. And mm. um, do I want children? Do I not want right. them? I never thought that I necessarily did, but I couldn't imagine not having one. But mm. anyways, that's like a topic unto itself. And then mm. just. Where are you going to live? And what do you what do you want? Because you, you yeah you can act and you can write a book, but like then where do you lay down at night? And yeah. who do you lay down with? Because that's do you all do? first. That is all first. And because it, that is your happiness. And because like when you're in your twenties, maybe people aren't really thinking about that necessarily, and they go for the gold. But then like they get a little older. Well, I'm 38, yeah. and so it's kind of like. I mean, I don't feel too stressed out about it, but we, anyways, the reason I threw that at you is because, like, really at the bottom of it all, when someone's like, well, you know, you know, make the move, do this, blah, blah, I'm like, yeah, but I just wish that I had some, I wish I had some sort of base. Yeah. And then um, let, let me, one more example yeah. with Rich Roll, yeah. specifically, is that he was, when he made his massive life change and kind of took this whole, like, like course correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 40, 40. 40. Yeah. But he had 
a wife. Mm-hmm. And he had someone that he uh, that he had the most amazing description of. He, she was the spearhead that was driving through the jungle and clearing all the brush for him. See, and this is the thing: I would never want somebody to like. I would never give someone this job. You know, no, like, yeah, she didn't. She didn't um, take the job. She she just was. He didn't give her the job. She took. The she job. took the job. And see, yeah. like this is then. So this is the thing. Like I and only spiritually. Right. And, and I, like, I feel like, um, I mean, I wrote about this the other day that sometimes I feel incredibly lonely no matter who I'm surrounded by. Mm. This is like a, I mean, there's a lot of reasons maybe for that, but because like I've so vehemently fought for my independence and freedom that there's a tendency for me to want to just be by myself, do my own thing. And the only way that I'll sacrifice that, the only way that I'll give that up Mm. is because it's worth it, because that person is worth it, because that thing is there. And that's why I've been single for so long, Mm. because I haven't found that. But like, you know, if you if you find that you want that to work out and and it's not because you want to give that person that job, but you hope that that person just kind of like you when you come together as a team that that I always like to think of it as like each person compliments the other and lifts the other in some Mm. some way, shape or form and not even meaningfully. They just do by their presence. Like she did, you know, she mm. took that job or whatever. Just by being her, she allowed him the freedom to do what he needed to do. And I, that's, you know, when I think about any, like most things in life, it's wings or weight. Is something weighing you down or is it giving you wings? Mm. And um, a lot of people see relationships, a, a lot of people, I mean, for, for romantic relationships, they, they, they get jaded and they go through a lot of shit. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm giving so much up, though. I don't know. It's like, it's weight. But I really feel like when it's right, it's just wings. Mm. It's just it just lifts you, and it just does. And you don't even have to try; it just does. It's a good one. And so, like, I guess in in a in a weird way, I mean, whatever path I took at this point in my life, I've done so much work on my mind. I've done so much work on who I am and where I'm going, and I finally feel like I'm someone I want to be with. You know, like I haven't been looking for the person I want to be with. I've been trying to make myself into someone I would want to mm. be with. And I am. I love being in the room with me. I yeah. like being alone. So now I'm kind of like, all right, well, I'm ready to find yeah, so I was that say, next step. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's not something that haunts me all the time. And it's not something that's just like I have to have. But swirling amid the idea of artists and artistry and where am I going, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, that's kind of there. Yeah. More, more now than ever. Yeah. So. Sense. Mr. Brack. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> There he is again, Mr. Brack. Mr. Brack. Rearing his hopefully handsome head. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Mm. All right. Ho- hopefully handsome, yes, but that, that is not the most important no, part. But hopefully, that would be nice. Yeah, would be yeah, a bonus, sure. yeah. yeah. Heroic. Hmm. Everything. And you're not getting Full any package. more out of me. No, that's it. <laughs> that's it. All well, that's, right, there's well, a wrap up. Ow! It's a wrap. Life is beautiful. Everything's good. That's right. It's gonna be all right. It's uh, it, wait, wait, everything will be all right in the end. And if it isn't all right, it isn't the end. Boom. Sign sealed, delivered. Well, what did you think? Did I tell you? She's a pretty cool, pretty cool lady. Um, definitely call her a friend. And glad I know her. Um. And if you are interested in learning more about Erica, give her a follow on Instagram again at release the brick of bracken and uh, reach out on Facebook at brick of brack. Um, and also once again, 
email at wouldn't it be cool podcast at gmail.com and Instagram, wouldn't it be cool? Facebook, wouldn't it be cool? Um, and thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate um, all the listening and the feedback so far. Uh, if you get the chance, spread the love, spread the word. Really appreciate it. And if you can, um, it would be a huge favor to get over to iTunes and leave a review. That's a huge help for podcasts. Um, it kind of gets podcasts up in the rankings and gets it a little more, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, exposure in the search engine. So get on over to iTunes and subscribe and uh, be a huge favor if you could leave a, uh, a review. Well, all right, people. Love you all. See you next time. Thanks. Thanks.